Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Fighters and clerics, thieves and warlocks, rangers and druids. It takes all sorts to save the world. Some folks are meant to be big damn heroes, but not everyone is a great hero. Sometimes folks are in the world to make it a better place. They have important, thankless jobs, and we often forget that we need them. Today, we're following a pair of famous Discoran actors and a young man as they fall on hard times and have to take a side gig until they're allowed back in the theatres. But even their side gig will make the world a little better to be in, as they seek to enter a lighthouse in Chatvok and solve its mysteries against the backdrop of the haunted cliffs. What are these actors famous for? What has the haunted cliffs got to do with this tale? And why has the lighthouse of Chatvok gone dark? I guess we're about to find out, as we welcome Mark and David of Shadows at the Door to a side story of the lucky die. Upon a large rock outside of the city, a tall orange building with a large sheltered platform at the top stands like a monument to the iron will of the citizens of Chatfok versus the unrelenting mistress of the sea. A 30 minutes row outside of Chatfok, the lighthouse is essential to keep the ships coming to harbour very safe. And once upon a time, the lighthouse was hailed as the saviour of many ships, many grateful sailors leaving gifts and tributes, and the lights that kept the inhabitants of Chatfort safe as they worked in the waterways of the city at night. But over the years, too many accidents and odd disappearances means the lighthouse is now watched from the safety of the harbour to see if it goes dark and send help for the injured, or just to relight the flames if one of those strange disappearances occurs. The keepers of the lighthouse are often old, having spent years dedicated to protecting the ships, the shore and the cliffs of Chatvok. When you need them, they are there. 
Lighthouse keepers serve in their shifts in threes, for four weeks at a time. No one dares work such a dangerous shift alone. Many potential keepers try out, but more often than not, they never go back after their first shift. Those dubbed one and done speak of dark shapes glimpsed through doorways and the screams of creatures from the cliffs, among many, many unsettling occurrences. When mysterious disappearances or suspicious deaths occur, the survivors are unable or unwilling to talk about the incidents, choosing only silence instead. They never thought they'd run out of experienced keepers, but with all the oddities of the world as it is and the strange twist of fate, you three are the closest. There are better trained, for sure, but they are too far away, and the three of you have foolishly, or bravely, or desperate for gold or glory, have signed up. And now you're being called in. Because two hours ago, the lighthouse went dark. The three of you find yourselves aboard a small rowing boat. Two very strong, burly women are rowing you out to the lighthouse. It's dark, it is raining, there is wind all around you, and the waves are huge. Sitting at the front of the boat, we find David. David. Yes. What's your character called? And a quick description, please. I am Valerian Bandersnatch, a lovable rogue and uh, actor. Well, sometime actor in a troupe. (laughs) Well, sometime unlucky actor in various troops that seem to disband. Unfortunately, uh, I am five foot four and um, devastatingly charming to myself. <laughs> <laughs> devastatingly charming. That's that's a good set of phrase. I'm waiting for <laughs> what the next coming out is. Um, <laughs> sitting just behind them, we find Mark. Who are you? Uh, what do you look like? I am Dorian Carswell, a, a human bard. I am just short of six foot, uh, dressed um, in all black. However, it has been garnished with a sort of needless embellishment, uh, a very bright cloth <laughs> that's been draped over it, um, almost as if he couldn't stand what he'd chosen to wear to start with. <laughs> I'm, I, too, am an out-of-work actor. My glory days are behind me, and I'm now stuck with Valerian. Oh, beautiful. Um, so I know that you're a bard. What is your focus? What is your instrument? Or well, I have uh, uh, I have um, a little drum, but I also have a flute. Okay, awesome. Aether had originally put bagpipes. <laughs> I was like, hell no. That's culturally <laughs> insensitive, Aether. <laughs> I'm English. I can't play bagpipes. <laughs> <laughs> you could play the so Northumbrian pipes could though, which is them. which are slightly nicer. <laughs> <laughs> we love the Scottish, please don't hate us. Uh, <laughs> and finally, sitting behind the two out of work, slightly failed, maybe not as charismatic as they think actors, we have Athol. <laughs> Who are you and what do you look like? I'm <clears throat> I'm playing Francis Drawing the Third. I am dressed in Splendid mail. It has ornaments upon it, many of it very, very fancy. I am a pale young man and I take myself quite seriously, but not without a hint of joy to life. 
I have brown hair and kind of icy blue eyes that mixed with my pale skin sometimes makes it look like I don't really have an eye color until you stare straight into my eyes. And usually you want to break eye contact after that. This is the most awkward group and I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Frost is drawing the third. Thank you. Um, Why... Why are the three of you on this boat? Why are the three of you sign up to be lighthouse keepers? Well, Francis has probably explained to the rest of you that he came to Chatwalk because of the deaths and the portals. Being a a paladin of of Mirgul, he finds fascination in death. He heard rumors of the lighthouse and its uh, strange going-ons, but it wasn't a priority until someone or something sent a signal and turned it off, calling Francis to go check it out. At this cool. moment, I think uh, Dorian would have looked to Val- Valerian with a little bit, with a moment of angst because this is not what we heard. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. Death? <laughs> we just needed the money. <laughs> I love the idea that you, you two out of work actions just saw like pay is really good at yes. the lighthouse. You're like, yeah, super easy, and didn't read underneath exceptionally dangerous job could die. There are problems here. Like, <laughs> well, you know, we're level three. We we we've handled ourselves against the odd bear, <laughs> and, and we've played tougher crowds than this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've had tougher crowds. I have a feeling that Francis brings this up like just that moment where you're too far away from the harbor to actually swim back and it's this like pained moment like I could make it back but it would suck really really hard (laughs) and I am so very poor (laughs) yeah we need the money okay alright excellent as the three of you are being rowed out to the lighthouse you can see that this large building which if you've been in Chakra for a while, you would know is always glowing. There is always light here. Even during daylight, there is always a fire at the top. But it's completely dark now, and it creates a very different atmosphere looking at it. Whereas before it was always a beacon of hope, now it is empty and desolate. The two women grunt and groan as you brave another wave as they go straight into it. The two of them are just rowing as hard as they can, and if it wasn't for the rain and the sea, you would see how much they're sweating just to get the three of you out there. You approach the island. It's small. There's not much to it other than the lighthouse itself. You can see that the bottom of the lighthouse is essentially just what looks like a very small farmhouse with the structure of the lighthouse behind it going all the way up. Maybe a hundred feet. I don't know, a lot of tall things. Hmm. I don't do heights. <laughs> Nor do I at five foot four. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> they row you out to the landing. One of them jumps off and ties the boat up, and the other one gets up and helps each of you out of the boat. The two women are shaking and they refuse to step onto the island. One of them turns to you and says, You know, bloody hell, you know, you've got to do right. We can't come back for you for another couple of days. Fuck. I'm sorry, come back. 
Um, I thought you were coming with us. Oh, fuck no. Uh, <laughs> we, we're just the ladies that get you to the island. We're not stepping foot on this cursed place. Fuck that. Oh, for fuck's sake. So you say you can't come back for like a couple of days, but what's going to stop you? Like bad weather? <laughs> uh, well, amongst other things, uh, we've got things to get on with at home and all that such like. Uh, just uh, get the light back on, okay? Then when they're safe to come back. Mm. Once the light is back on, you can row your way back here to pick us up. Yes, please. Right, the other, the other more experienced keepers should be back by then. They'll be able to take your place. <sighs> Provided you live that long, of course. <laughs> uh, Dorking only. Uh, you should find the the scroll that ignites the uh, the top of the lighthouse. You should find that in the coal cellar. That's where the emergency is kept. Do you have the keys to the coal cellar? Uh, and you see her look at her uh, like other big burly companion, <laughs> and the companion's just like, "Nah, wasn't wasn't even a consideration of our story. We're too busy thinking about how to get uh, you three strapping chaps out of here. Must have must have left it next to sorry, the sorry, boys. next to where it's needed. Why why put it in the coal cellar? I, I don't know. I don't bloody work here. <laughs> I just get told where this shit is. All right." Bloody hell, he's a bit fucking... And you see them do like the hand, like chatty thing, like you talk too much. Um. I'll have you know, madam, that I'm devastatingly charming. (laughs) (laughs) And I will prove this if I survive. (laughs) Valerian, I've told you once, I'll I'll tell you again. If you have to tell someone that you're charming, it's not working. Shut up, you're just heightist. (laughs) Lanky. Well, we'll leave the three of you to it. Uh, good luck. We'll be back with the keepers as soon as they arrive. Maybe a couple of days. Uh, get the light on, okay? We've got a couple of a couple of big ships coming in, and we don't want them to crash against the against the rocks. And you know, oh, and while you're up there, keep an eye on the cliff to make sure that you know nobody nobody's walking up there and that nobody doesn't think silly or like right. How, uh, how would be we careful get of any spirits on the cliff? How would we tell anyone if they? If anyone was, uh, there should be some uh, should be some instructions at the top about what what lights to use and how to how to direct it and stuff. So, just uh, well, you're the keepers, right? <laughs> I'm out, and the, uh, the the kind of uh, the lady jumps straight into the boat, and her somewhat more quieter companion just like shrugs her shoulders and says, "I don't know. Look for instructions. Read a book. I don't bloody know. I ain't a keeper. Anyway, go on, guys." And uh, she too jumps into the boat and you see the two women just in very well-practiced um, motions just get the boat away from the island as quickly as possible. And um, you see it going off into the distance and it's not more than maybe tens of feet before the boat disappears from view. Valerian, do you remember when, when we performed that play last summer, The Cabin mm. Deep Within the Woods? Oh, yes, yes, that, that was a fun one. <laughs> you know in Act 1, Scene 2? yes. When the adventurers are warned not to go any further, yes, yes, I'm and they, a they, sense, make, a they, they make those st- stupid mistakes and everything like that. Yes, I remember it well. Yes, mm. I don't. Yes. I bring it up for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, good, 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 good. good. 
as the two of you are psyching yourself up, uh, <laughs> Francis has like taken his backpack off and is getting out like a big old fucking axe and he's like strapping it to his side. He seems a little bit awkward around it, but he's just like, all right, all right, gotta be, gotta be careful here. And, well, not everyone like, can have a weapon the same size as them. Ah, uh, no, probably an easier problem for you to solve then. Ah, your heightest as well. Excellent, right. I ah, feel like Francis thing. has inherited this paladin <laughs> role. <laughs> I hope it's not um, his first day. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I, I'm not sure I got your names absolutely correctly. It's Valerian and Dorian, right? Yes, you might have heard of us. Were? History check. <laughs> uh, <laughs> history check. All it's right. gonna be. I'm not a lie. Real tough check. <laughs> oh, look at that! I actually do have points in history. Uh, Watch this be oh, the only shit. twenty. You- <laughs> ah, it's only a twelve. Yeah, you've never heard of either of these people. <laughs> uh, he, like Francis, like squ- uh, like squints his eyes and then kind of like. Uh, were you part of the the um, old dwarven group that came through uh, back in Falsum? Look, enough some years of ago. the fucking height jokes. Uh, no, there were there were two humans in the group. I was wondering. No. No. Fuck. Sorry. Sake. I'm sorry. That was. I can see how you. I'm sorry. That came across wrong. Let me try again. <laughs> We were um, mostly human group, although we did have a drow. Well, oh, oh the thought... drow are wonderful in acting. Yeah, playing dead. I... <laughs> and that was because I had to paralyze them. Um, let let us get into the lighthouse before the wind blows us off this little pier. Uh, and uh, find the cold cellar, I guess. Or the keeper first, I, I assume. Hmm. Yes, good plan. Good plan. After you. Hmm, thank you. And Francis struts forward. Okay. Get a load of this one, Dor. <laughs> <laughs> As you watch him proudly strut his way, uh, welching his way, was that the other phrase we use? Um, as you see him proudly strutting towards the lighthouse, um, you become aware of the wind dying down just ever so slightly, enough that you can maybe hear whispers, but you can't hear exactly what they're saying, and they just seem to be all around you. And the three of you, as you begin making your way to the lighthouse, you sense something watching you. Could all of you please make a perception check? Okay, how do, how do I do this? Because what, what does it mm-hmm. so, do with the, with the wisdom, the plus one, and the perception number? So uh, where it says perception on your sheet, there should be a number next to it. Yep, one. And that's just the number that you add to this, like, D20. Yeah. Okay, so I rolled a 20. <laughs> yep. I got 12. Uh, yeah, I got an eight and I dropped the dice. So one second. So I've got, I got a 13, which is the same as my wisdom, um, and <laughs> plus one for perception. So I've got 14 so... in total, is that... We have a f- yep, but we I have got, a 14. But I've got a wisdom. Wisdom is 13 and then plus one. I mean, does that... So the way the way it works is that um, essentially if any score above the 10 part, i.e. in your case, three is um, would make the thing. Mm-hmm. So that three, if you halve it, mm-hmm. 
One and a half. Um, you yeah. end up with a, a number, and which in everything in D and D we always round down, mm-hmm. so that becomes a one. So that's actually the modifier for anything that says wisdom. Oh uh, right, okay. Yeah. It's so, for example, if your charisma is eleven, as I think we remember, uh, yeah. So it would be one divided by half, yeah. round down. So all of your charisma checks, yeah. they're always zero. Right. Plus. Okay. So, cool. so I, I I still don't quite get it. But yeah, I got 13 and I've got a one on perception. So. <laughs> All right. So that's a 14. Um, Dorian, what did you get? 12. And Francis? Only an eight. Only an eight. Well, unlucky Valerian. As you, as the three of you are making your way towards the lighthouse, as you actually look up at the structure of the lighthouse itself... On the top floor, the topmost window, you just see a shadow of a humanoid shape. And as you kind of glance at it more intently, you just see it walking left and out of the window. Like out of the window, as in out of the window, out of the window, Sorry, or out, out of, of shot. The w- they just walk left and you can't see them anymore. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, that was really bad phrasing on my part. <laughs> Defenestrated shadows. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, you know, guys, uh, there is actually... I just saw a shadow up there. Mm. Just so you know. <laughs> There's stuff already here. Yeah, well, it looks like it. Oh, they're doing a sterling job keeping the light lit. Mm. Yeah, I bet it was that... <laughs> it was that woman that you were trying to talk up in the bar just the other... I bet she has signed us up for this so that it, it will be all you. Was this not a voluntary duty on your behalf? Well, Dorian can tell us who signed us up for this. Dorian secured us quite a bit of gold waiting for us at the end. So um, Hmm. before you knock it, you should uh, try it. (laughs) Speaking of knocking, you arrive at the door. It's just a very kind of simple reinforced wooden door. Um... It is closed when you arrive. As you arrive, you can see through the tiny little like square window in it that it's just darkness inside. In fact, that's the same for all of the lighthouse. There appears to be no lights, no flickering candles. It is raining and windy outside, right? Correct. Yeah, I think Francis's manners are suffering a little bit due to the weather. So there's just three real good uh, knocks and then he's going to try to open the door. Just shoulder bash it open. Uh, you, you know oh, what I mean? Just gonna, no, like... no, no, I, I'm phrasing it badly. <laughs> Fuck it, you're you not answering you know how I open, I, You know how I opened the stiff door in the garage? I kind of shoulder bash it every time. Just because uh, it's, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just stiff. I just know it is. And yeah, I think Francis is assuming the same wouldn't. of this wooden garbage store out in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair assumption. As you knock three times before you put your shoulder into it, you just hear... Coming okay. from the other side of the door. Francis slows down. Like, oh, um, uh, hello. Would you mind opening the door? No response. He knocks three times again. No response. Shoulder Tough into crowd. the door. <laughs> Shoulder <laughs> into the door. He's opening it. As he, um, as it he takes, does. It he... takes a little bit of strength, but yes, it does open. All right. As he's opening it, he's like, ah, mind, we're coming in. 
you find yourself in a tiny little entryway. There are pegs and hooks and there's a door straight opposite you which has been left slightly ajar. The pegs have on them three sets of water protective gear. You also notice that there are three rather large sets of boots underneath, which we would know as wellies. One of the wellies has been knocked over. Otherwise, there's nothing remarkable about this room. Uh, can I just uh, check over the um, all of those sets of wet, uh, wet weather gear and things just to see if there's anything in there that is being hidden in a pocket or something? Uh, sure. Take an investigation check, um, and then I will give you what you find automatically. Okay, anyway. I've got a four on investigation. Uh, so f- what do I do, D20? Yes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Three. Ah. Hey, a seven. Um, okay, in one of the kind of newer looking um, coats, um, the others have clearly been like worn with age, like perhaps they belong to the older keepers, you're not really sure. Um, you find a small kind of crumpled up piece of paper it looks like it's been torn out from a book um and it says i'm so warm i'm sweating so much in this heat and yet every sundown hathis closes all the windows she yelled so loud the first night it made me drop my teacup she mutters something about saving precious resources if it gets cold better keep the heat in yan says she's superstitious she thinks spirits of the lost souls can feel our warmth and are drawn to it. Yen just takes his jumpers off. When I said I was too hot, he just told me to take the layers off as well and just listen to the senior keeper. Well, sod that. Gets hot tonight, I'm going to open a fucking window and the old prune can just bill me for the extra wood. I did hear someone call my name today. My real name, I mean. The name my mother gave me. Maybe the stories are right. Nah, bollocks to that. <laughs> how, how is the part spelled on the letter? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's kind of like, like it's like someone's written it in in ink and it's been smudged a little bit. Uh, you're not quite <laughs> ah, sure what the word was going to be. Ah, okay, okay. <laughs> Educated <you> guess. <laughs> Can I ask? Is it quite? Is it very dark in here? It is pretty dark in here. Uh, do any of you have dark sight or dark vision? No. no, to avoid that cliche, but I was going to cast light on um, something. <laughs> yeah, sure. What do you want to cast light on? Uh, there was some, there was some wellies on the floor. I will pick up a welly. <laughs> <and cast light. laughs> One of them was knocked over. <laughs> yeah, I will pick up the knocked over welly and cast light on it to brighten the room. <laughs> what color do you want the light to be? Um, a very soft blue. Beautiful. As you cast this soft blue light upon the welly and it begins to glow in your hand, all of you just see a pair of, in the kind of that slight crack in the door, you see a shadow appear. And then you see it, whatever this shadow is, just walk out of your sight. I I say hello. Uh, What door? No response. Uh, the one that leads into the rest of the lighthouse, okay. you assume. Okay. I appreciate all these shadows at doors, by the way. <laughs> You're welcome. You were like, I'm a fan of this. I'm like, cool, I've got some knocking going, and I'm always a big fan of that shit. 
Do you remember that company, The Door Shadows? What a hack that was. <laughs> God. Glad that only lasted two seasons. I don't think I could take any more. Don't jinx it, David. Um, <laughs> so there, was, there was no response to my polite hello, I take it. Correct. No response whatsoever. Damn. Hmm. Um, oh. I'm going to try and look through that crack in the door. Um, using your welly as a little bit of like if fleeting light into this room. <laughs> yeah. Because otherwise you can't see Dickle. Okay. Um, <laughs> Dickle, I like that. <laughs> I get to use more of my Britishisms here. People understand what I'm saying. This room's full of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> you were. <laughs> what you see in the other room is you see a kind of rectangular shaped kitchen. You see there is a table in the middle made of some sort of lightish coloured wood. You can see that there are plates and cutlery on it. And you can even think maybe you see a loaf of bread that has built like the knife still partway into it. You see that there are chairs in there that may have been pulled back slightly from the table itself. You notice one of the chairs has been knocked over. You see what looks like an Argo, a, a cooker. You can say an Argo, it's fine. Corner. We understand yeah, what an Yeah, but is. we might understand what that means. <laughs> oh, I had no idea what the hell that was. Yeah, that, <laughs> so was, kind of that was my like, oh shit, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, you see uh, a cooker. You see um, a, range? a place to cook your food over in... Range, thank you. You see a range over in the corner. You see that there are two doors, one that leads, one that is almost directly ahead of you and one that's off to one side, which you would assume by the layout from what you've seen of the lighthouse and the small house uh, that is attached to it, you would assume that leads up to the lighthouse itself. I am not... Mis- but that's all you see at a glance. Mm. I'm, I'm not mis- misunderstanding. There was the implication that there was already a lighthouse keeper here, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. Doing I, a bad job. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think Francis kind of like... Uh, like comes up close behind Dorian and just like have you located them? Uh, no, there's stale bread in there though and um, and I did see an access to the to the lighthouse, didn't I? Yeah. yeah. And the yeah, way up There's, there's seems... like a door directly ahead of you and a way up for sure. Yeah. And that does seem to be the way up. Do you need my welly? There's like a it's not genuine, the first time like... you said that. <laughs> I'm so sorry to the editor. <sighs> Perhaps if you'd given your last performance a bit more welly, then we would have stayed in a job. Hey! <laughs> David, uh, uh, Valerian, I'll have you know that was a smashing, smashing success. It was not my fault that we woke up penniless. Yes, it was. It was such a smashing success that you literally brought the house down. (laughs) What kind of idiot fires a cannon inside a (laughs) theatre? It's called the magic of stage. You don't need to take this stuff literally. That is why. (laughs) That is why we are penniless. We had to pay for repairs. That's not our agreed backstory. <laughs> it's improvising. Yeah. <laughs> You've got oh. it. Uh, uh, yes, uh, let me. I'll happily take your welly, uh, please. Uh, yes, and he just kind of awkwardly like scoots past you as you guys start arguing. 
I like to imagine okay. that the light is coming from inside the welly. It's like a torch. <laughs> <laughs> I will accept this as canon. This Thank is you. Beautiful. <laughs> uh, like um, a little spotlight. <laughs> yep, little spotlight, flashlight. How long so, does this uh, cantrip last? Taking it as a, uh, I think it's an hour, hour right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think light is one hour, but I don't remember if you have to be on concentration for it. It should say on your on your spell. I'm pretty sure it's not concentration, but it can only be have one active at a time. It's like one oh of those. shit! Yes. I was okay. going to yeah, turn this place this. into uh, blackpool <laughs> illuminations. <or something. laughs> That's okay. So, As... so has anyone forgotten that we need to get down to the coal cellar? And cellars yes. tend to be underground rather than above ground. Yes, I had but... forgotten that. Was that Valerian uh... or was that David? <laughs> that was Valerian. <laughs> uh, Francis kind of just gestures towards the um, uh, stairway and just like I thought we'd catch up with the keeper he's he was knocking on the door he was scouring in the dark he's in here uh, I thought we'd meet with him before we uh, break into the cool cellar <laughs> no I think we should just be prepared just in case Besides, if it's if the if the light's gone out, then he's going to need the stuff from the coal cellar in order to reactivate it, isn't he? If he isn't already down there. True. So well, I suggest we find the way down. I'll succumb to the wisdom of the group, and he looks at Dorian. <laughs> to the what of the group? Sorry, wisdom of the group. Oh, I see. <laughs> Well, all I remember is four winters ago, we did a play about a group of young adventurers solving mysteries, and trouble always went down when they split up. Do you remember the name, Valerian, of such a play? Uh... <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no, this is the improv, like, <laughs> your go. <laughs> Yes, wasn't it uh, the fucked four? <laughs> oh, where I come from, it's called Four Drows and a Halfling. There we go. Yes, Four Drows yeah. and a Halfling. I always thought it was named after. I the don't dog. know if I love all of you right now or hate all of you right now because this is now all just like things that exist in our world. Thank you. <laughs> oh my god, we're really? gonna go back and find like a yeah. Is this like, canon this within your campaign? Canon. Oh, I'm so yeah. sorry because I I tried <laughs> no, to do Scooby Doo. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is all canon. Everything that happens, I am totally happy with. I will even somehow put in a theatre that has been. Knocked down by a cannon. I um, am going to tread a lot more lightly all over your cannon. No pun intended. <laughs> uh, puns, guys, puns. Oh, I'm so happy. Okay. Into the kitchen. Uh, as you two are bickering about this breaking down of the theatre, uh, Francis, as you step into this kitchen area, your makeshift welly torch reveals that the table has on it far more than just plates and cutlery and a br- loaf of bread with a knife still partway in it. You can see that many of these plates look as though they're still in the middle of the meal. There is like a fork in a piece of meat. There is a knife off to one side still covered in dried gravy now. And as you look more intently at the table, you realise that drawn on it in a in a dark fluid, maybe a mixture of some dark chalk, unless you go touch it, you're not going to know for sure. You can see a rune has been drawn in front of the chair that has been knocked to the floor. 
that's all that you really see in this kitchen other than the door that is straight ahead of you and the door that leads up to the lighthouse. Both are closed. Uh, Francis is going to move closer to the rune and examine it a little bit closer. Does he recognize it as any kind of religious symbol? Uh, you could make a religion check for me or an arcana check. Well, I'm good at one of those. <laughs> As uh, a paladin, it's arcana, right? Yeah, you know me. Uh, one second. <laughs> oh, God, these have been awful rolls. Uh, that's just a seven. Nope. You have no idea what this is whatsoever. There's something in the back of your knowledge base that kind of screams that this is something in your wheelhouse, but you just cannot pin it down. Hmm. Um, boys, if you're done arguing about theaters, uh, there's something a bit strange here I'd like your input on. Please. Dorian approaches uh, and kind of looks for what you're talking about. Francis is gesturing at a rune on the table. Ah. Oh, um, that doesn't look like it belongs there. <laughs> uh, no. Do I recognize it at all? Uh, you can also take either an arcana or a religion check. Well, both are going to give you the exact same thing. Um, I've rolled a 12 in um, religion. Uh, alas, you have no idea. Alas, <laughs> I have no idea. Hmm. Uh, I'd bother. Why, why don't I try? <laughs> yes. Why the three it. of us crowding around this little Come room? Come on, Rogue. The non-magic user. The non-magic user. So, well, you're lower to the ground, so you can see it better. So. <laughs> Watch it. <laughs> I'll bring the valley down there for you to use. <laughs> valley. valley. It's hard to say valley in a weird accent. Whatever this thing is. <laughs> I'm going to chew your knees off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've got a five plus two, so seven. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, you also have yeah. no idea. The three of you are just looking at this. Oh, blimey. The three of you are looking at this rune that has been drawn onto the table with a mixture of dark fluid and perhaps chalk. It's dried now. You can never really tell. Um, can I Can I just um, scrape it a little bit with my finger and taste it? Oh, yeah. Uh, this has just like a strange metallic taste to it. Kind of coppery. Sort of bloodish. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the taste. That's the one I'm going for. Tastes kind um, of bloody. It's kind of like, <laughs> yeah. Um, as you kind of like put your finger and then you give it a you give it a, a lick and a try. Um, as the three of you are crowded around this table, you notice in front of you that there is a small slip of paper um, that seems to be just like tucked underneath like the nearest candle. Um, the candles at this table are a mixture of colours. There are blues and purples and reds. You know, a real mishmash of stuff going on here. Oh. Uh, could I light one of the candles with a tinderbox? Sure, pick a color. Uh, I pick a gray candle. Don't have gray. <laughs> I pick a white candle. Don't have white. What colors do I have? <laughs> uh, basically, colors. <laughs> <laughs> Not black, white, or gray. <laughs> I pick pastel pink. All right, you pick the pink candle. No, pastel pink. All right, you pick the neon bright pink candle. <laughs> <laughs> That's the opposite. You reach out and you grab the slightly, uh, like the pale pink candle um, and you 
and very very quickly uh, a flame appears in it. Mm. It does have like the strange hue of pink about the flame. It's not in your face, but like looking at it every now and then, you just catch that glimpse of just there's something wrong with the color here. Mm. He hands back Dorian his valley. Thank you. No, you're now. This room is now covered in pinks and blues. By the way, like, <laughs> this room is like it's like a little nice. rain. <laughs> yeah. Well, go I on think- then. There's a piece of paper there. Why don't you pick it up, Dor, and give the speech? You know, like you I'm- did with that that one where you were playing. You were playing a guide in a museum, and you were trying to take people around it. Go on, try try that way. I will read it, but Valerian, can I cast your mind back to the cabin deep within the woods? Yes. And- Act two, scene five, when the yes. sexy adventurers find a scroll in a dark room and mm-hmm. read it out loud. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing that. I'm going to read it <laughs> using my internal monologue. It's a little thing called subtlety, Valerian. Perhaps you might like to refamiliarize yourself with it. And Dorian, <laughs> Dorian turns his back away, uses his welly to read the paper. <laughs> Burn. I love it. Um <laughs> The paper itself has been slightly burned and singed, so not all the words are easily made out on here. It's clearly been written in maybe some sort of charcoal or like a very dark... um, What the fuck? Chalk. Um, So most of the words have been also rubbed away. And there's just a very few words that you can read. Light the candle. Oh, for fuck's sake. Call their name. Ashkin's book, you can just ask a question and they will answer. We can guide them back. They're hiding in the stalking for now, but the Celestial sees much. And that's kind of all that you really get on there. Nope. Dorian uh, lights it on uh, Francis's candle. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is a different handwriting to the one that, um, that you found in the coat. So we'll call the coat handwriting exhibit A and then we'll call this handwriting exhibit B because there are a couple of different types of handwriting here. It's good to keep an eye on. Yeah, Dorian does burn that on Francis's candle. So what did it say? Um, Basically, I... (sighs) Standard demon summoning toolkit, it seems. (laughs) I think. Um, Yes, I'm um, not very happy about this at all. Um, I think when you say standard demon summoning toolkit, uh, Francis reaches and like grabs the piece of paper you're burning and like shakes the fire off and like slowly takes it away from you. Like, oh, ah, hang on, what spells do I? <laughs> <Thunder wave>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, uh, looks like we're in this for the long haul. We should find the door to the coal cellar. Hmm. I I would like to look around to see if there are any trap doors or um, like cellar type doors mm-hmm. around as you as you cast your glance around yes um, not directly in front of the range but off to one side um, you can see that there is a trap door in the ground it's like one of those big like brass like rings on it that you can used to pull up okay then door you're the strapping lad here there's a trap door over there just because I'm tall doesn't mean I'm strapping. What's your strength, Valerian? <laughs> Nine, Val. Okay, okay. Thor, <laughs> what whatever. are you good at? <laughs> Dexterity, constitution, and intelligence. Ah, okay. 
I don't know. Francis is the one with the huge weapon. Uh, so I think. Don't look at me like are, that. Are, I we think... bick- are we bickering about opening the trap door? Do you know what I hate? D and D parties where all they do is bicker, and I've become what I hate. And if we find a dragon, I refuse to try and seduce it. <laughs> ah. But it well, is your job. You are the bard. Well, let me, <laughs> let me open the trap door, and if there is a dragon down there, I won't force you to do anything you're not comfortable with. <laughs> Francis bends down, and he's going to seductively open the cellar door. <laughs> Performance check. Um, Are you trying to seduce? Uh, I'm mocking them and their dragon fucking theories. <laughs> Oh, we about okay. to PvP for could... you trying to seduce me. <laughs> <laughs> Critical fail, you've made a macro. <laughs> you go over and you seductively, very slowly bend down and like lift up the trap door. Um, can, you can, can find I that seductive if you want. That's a personal choice. Put in, just before we do that, the, the knife that is currently in the bread, yeah. uh, Valerian would like to take that. Of course you can. You. It's just yeah, bog standard bread knife. Yep, that's fine. Is the bread yeah, hard so enough just, to be in itself a weapon? Um, the bread, you know, like if you leave bread out for like an hour or so, you, that the outside's like really like rough and stale, but the inside is still nice and squidgy. Hmm. It's about that. Standard supermarket bread. Got it. Okay. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> um. Okay, as you lift up the trapdoor and you look into the cellar below, you can see there is a very rickety old uh, wooden stepladder. Like, you could just climb down and get into the cellar proper. As soon as you open it, you get a very strong smell of the sea, and you get a very strong smell. Strangely, you think of brandy. Hmm. Dorian throws the welly uh, down into the cellar in an attempt to try and light it up. (laughs) Um, as you as you throw it down there, this blue glow just kind of like bounces along um, upon the floor. And yeah, indeed, you see a couple of casks of something, wooden barrels. You also see that there is, um, it lights up a singular chest. Um, and you also see like, you know, traditional things like coal and wooden shit. So, uh, Given how rickety the stairs are, I would like to use my 50 feet of hemp and rope just to tie something off to the range and create some form of um, rope by which some people who are dexterous enough could climb back up in case of emergency. I like how paranoid you are. <laughs> I think there was a look with him. Theory. That's the problem. <laughs> I personally feel this is overkill, but I do like the paranoia. Um, yeah, you can definitely tie it to the range. The range is not going anywhere. The Argo is like cast iron, um, that kind of good shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can tie that off and then what order do y'all want to go down the ladder? Oh, Francis looks at Valerian once he's opened the 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 trap door and just like, well, I opened the door, the the heavy thing. Now, why don't you make your way down there? Nimble one. (laughs) Yes, well, um, okay, cool. (laughs) Okay, a mixture of using the rickety ladder and your rope, um, you managed to get down this single flight of ladder uh, (laughs) to the bottom of the gold cellar. Um, 
And it's exactly as you surmised. Um, you can see that, like, kind of there is a hole in the wall, which is where, like, the very salty smell is coming in. You can see that the chest is just a very plain, it doesn't even have a lock on it kind of a chest. Um, you can see that there are barrels to your right-hand side, and from the smell of them and the fact that one of them has kind of clearly broken and leaked across the floor, at least one of them was filled with brandy. Um, you can also see stacks and stacks of wood and coal down here. Okay, is there is there anything else that i could possibly see with with my perception or whatever investigation oh, i've got investigation yep investigation is is the one I, that you're wanting i would like um, to investigate kind of, things yeah sure uh, roll uh, roll investigation for me oh i get 13 plus 4 nice 17 as you look around the um the the cellar itself you see that like hidden amongst some of the coal as you kind of like look at it, there's an odd glint from the bluish light. I mean, you can't really tell colors that well, but you can tell what is coal. Um, as you go over there, you see these kind of like rock formations. As you begin to like dig through them and roll some of these, you begin to find what looks like a femur bone and a rib cage and skulls. Ooh. And the more you dig, the more skeletons that you find. Uh, just so you know, guys, they're using some innovative uh, fuels down here. Fossil fuels. <laughs> Fossil fuels? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, oh, they're good. just slowly building it up. Anyway, go yeah, That's good. That's good. Um, so the, the other two have just stayed upstairs, have they? Oh, yeah. I assume so. We you scared me with the rickety stair thing. Yeah, and we've been in enough horror plays to know <laughs> that one should stay up here. We've been enough around some badly made like set stairs mm-hmm. <laughs> that just break. I feel like this has informed Valerian's paranoia. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Okay, I would like to investigate the um, the chest now. Yeah, um, as you kind of like walk over and like you can kick the chest open um, okay. or you can check it for traps. It doesn't really matter. You won't find anything. Okay. Um, as you open up this chest, you find what looks like a series of empty journals, books. Um, some clearly had writing on at some point. You can see the indents, but the ink has long since vanished. And there is also a scroll, which is in like a tiny little wooden scroll box. Um, and as you pick it up and shake it, you can hear that there is definitely a scroll inside it. Okay, um, this may be stupid, but I'm going to take the scroll box. Cool. As you reach in into this box of wonders and you grab the scroll box out, you have in your possession a scroll box. Well, that is what you came down there for. (laughs) I was just getting ready for the chest to slam on my hand or something like that. Or the boulder. (laughs) See... I make sure that even the mundane things could sound terrifying so you never know when it's coming. <laughs> love it. I love it. Um, can I just do a quick little investigate of the other journals just to see if there is anything? I know you said that. No, uh, there no, isn't okay. really. Like You can see that like clearly they have been written in at some point, but mm-hmm. it's just age has taken the ink or the chalk or whatever it is just out of the pages. Uh Far be it from me to pass up a cask of a, of a Montiado, but I think I am probably going to uh, uh, head back to the stairs slash rope. Okay. Um, doesn't take any effort at all to climb up using either stairs or rope or both. Um, okay. As you are climbing the stairs, however, um, where are the other two? What are you two doing? 
Well, I'm standing at the top of the um, cellar door, just making sure it doesn't accidentally close. Damn it. Uh, okay, uh, Dorian. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I hold the door open for uh, my friends. What a gentleman. <laughs> and I've been scanning the room uh, just to see if that person who I spotted before turns up. Take a perception check, please. Ooh. 14. A 14. On a 14, the door to the, um, not up to the lighthouse, but you would assume like to the rest of like the farmhouse, mm-hmm. quote, um, you see that the door just very slowly closes. Like there's no sound, there's no creaking. You don't even hear the lock engage, but it closes completely. Mm. Someone. That's it. Could be the wind. I think someone is definitely here. <laughs> yes, the lighthouse keeper. Remember the one I thought we should look for before we... Well, I, we did find skulls down there, so I... I'm getting a little bit uncomfortable with this whole thing. I agree. I think the lighthouse keeper has been eating everyone who comes. Okay, that's a jump. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I'll remind you, normally there are three lighthouse keepers. Mm. <laughs> How many skulls did uh, Valerian find? Uh, you know, the other side of half a dozen. Oh, Jesus, what? There's a fair few down there, yeah. How many lighthouse keepers are missing? I think they must have gone through quite a few in order to get to us three. <laughs> <laughs> lighthouse keepers in training, I get you. Uh yeah, uh, Francis just going to help Valerian like into the room once he's up. I'm assuming he's got like a boot, a welly in one hand and the uh, like trying the to cask in the other. Like. Did you pick up the welly, Valerian? Uh, retrospectively, yes. Yeah, that's fine. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. It's fine. No, he he just spent the entire time down there like making everything unnecessarily spookily by having the light <laughs> behind him as he's sticking through bones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm getting into the character. I have to get spooked. <laughs> That's true, yes. So what do y'all want to do now? Well, I've got a scroll, so um, could head up. Mm. Um, it, is that definitely the scroll? That we need. I mean, I know you went down there looking for a scroll, but uh, perhaps we should make sure it isn't just a scroll of flames. Of, <laughs> of actually, we want a scroll of flames. Please <laughs> cut that to bit. Say, you'll be so sorely disappointed <laughs> if, if you say a scroll of soul fire. Our fans will enjoy that. <laughs> Thank oh, our you. Fans will enjoy that. But I will that's add. I will play to the crowd as I am an actor. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> <laughs> A, fl- a scroll of soul. Yes, that's how that's how they truly keep the light on up there. They use souls to power the lighthouse. No, and this is a soul flame that you said. Soul fire. Soul fire. Because if it's a scroll of soul fire, that might not be what we need. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> The well, thing is, I don't know how Dorian would know about a soul fire. <laughs> doesn't matter. A lot of books. Any, it was it was in a it was in it's in a play once. That's exactly, and um, that's the beauty it. of being an actor in this is that anything can be explained yeah. away by being in a play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the play would have been called uh, Prince Killian and the Evil Sorcerer. Oh yeah. Wow, we're just doing back back references all day now, huh? Oh yeah, like references through the roof here. <laughs> <laughs> Got to play uh, to the gallery. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, uh, I'm assuming that Dorian is the one that could probably uh, decipher the scroll, uh, since Dorian is the bard and the like, kind of arcane user. Yep. Um, um, as you I'm look at the scroll, um, if you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I've, I'm handing it over. Yeah, I've done my bit. Um, yeah, as as this as you kind of like open um, the scroll and you kind of like take it out of the box and unfurl it, um, it's very obvious to you that this is clearly a fire elemental related spell. Mm-hmm. This will light pretty much anything on fire, like and make the flames ten times bigger than they should be. This should definitely be the catalyst needed to set whatever the hell is in the dish up the top on fire, uh, regardless right. of how wet or how bad the weather or how terrible the wind. This will do the job. Right. This... I need you to make a dexterity saving throw, please. <laughs> Which one? Well, all of us. And also Francis. Uh, actually, Valerian, no. But Francis and Dorian, yes. All right. Dexterity. So uh, I have a plus four for this, so uh, um, <laughs> 13. <laughs> for those for those of us in the audio podcast, uh, David is putting two figures up to these two. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's uh, how my 14 se- allows me to give them back. <laughs> <laughs> I Fail. Rolled, rolled a 17 plus one, so 18. Okay, uh, you succeed. Ooh, I don't think my aura has kicked in yet. That's like level five. I think that's a level five thing, yeah. Yeah. Um, as you bring the scroll out, as you begin to study it intensely, as Francis is like standing nearby holding his pink candle, <laughs> the flame just erupts and heads straight for the scroll. Dorian, you take eight points of fire damage, uh, and Francis, being the one holding the candle, you take four. Oh boy! Uh, do we manage uh, sixteen to hit points left? <laughs> do we manage to shield the scroll? No, the scroll goes up in flames. Well, look what you were saying about subtlety. Uh, Both of the doors to this room—sorry, all three doors to this room—slam open. And you just hear smack, 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 just from all around you. I assume I don't hear that because I'm rolling candle. around on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> the whoosh of flame is the same as the whoosh of blood to your ears. Um, as the doors smash open, the flame on Francis's candle gets bigger and bigger. <sighs> what do you want to do? I think I have to get this up the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> I admire <laughs> your bravery and... <laughs> Optimism. (laughs) (laughs) I'll do my best, I guess. Thank you. And Francis is gonna... um, Did you say the door slammed open? Yeah, all all three doors in this room slam open. Uh, The trap door... Oh, it was already open. Uh, One of the doors had a stairway behind it, right? That would lead up. Correct. Uh, I think Francis is doing his goddamn best to start running up that stair. See if he can get... like. He's always going to drop the candle before it burns the shit out of him, but his intention <laughs> is to try to get the flame up to the top of the lighthouse before it bursts okay, out. Okay, then. In that case, yeah. I need you to make an athletics check to see whether you get to the top of the lighthouse before the flame goes out. All right. That is... Ooh, 18 on the dice, plus two, so 20. Nice. Dirty 20. Uh, filthy, filthy 20. All right, all right. Don't worry, guys. Francis will save you. <laughs> creepy, creepy Francis. <laughs> that old Francis himself um, will become the lighthouse. <laughs> that's the soul fire. Hey. hey. Um, as you see Francis bolting up the stairs, uh, what is Valerian and Dorian doing? 
Uh, well, Valerian is obviously um, slightly touched at the conflagration of his friend, uh, <laughs> but is also, um, as we already know, also very paranoid. So um, is wanting to make sure that uh, his friend is okay, mm-hmm. uh, but also that nothing else comes through. We do have the the blue welly, so we do have some light. So he's got one eye mm-hmm. on Dorian and one eye on the rest of the room. I assume Dorian okay. is giving off some light himself right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're not still on fire. Oh, <laughs> Otherwise you keep taking damage. Oh, good, good. <laughs> yes, you are not on fire. Um, okay, I'll come back to the perspective of uh, Valerian uh, once I've dealt with Francis. Okay. Francis, you've got a filthy, filthy 20, right? Yes, uh, it's very dirty. As you race up this staircase it's a spiral staircase that winds its way on the inside of the lighthouse as you rush up and up you come across the landings and then a floor which leads to a room there's just a door that's partially closed you run up there's another landing you run up there is another room but this one the door is closed you run up there is the final top landing and you can see there is a door that leads out you can also see that there are three pegs next to this door and there are two coats on them one is missing and there are also two sets of wellies being that you think there are three hit people here there is one set missing you get to the door the candle is just maybe an inch above your hand like you can see the door now you are definitely gonna make it you grab hold of the door and it's locked (laughs) burn the door (laughs) the door is thank you Aethor now made of a way sturdier material than wood damn it Uh. I think with that, like, Francis just knows, like, ah, it was not meant to be, and just drops the candle on the floor before it burns him. Okay, uh, a wise move. You do not develop a blister on your hand. Um, as you drop it to the floor, the, the light goes out and you are plunged into darkness. The only thing you can see is the glinting of moonlight through some of these windows on the metal staircase. Ah, a slight miscalculation on my behalf. <laughs> hmm. For the pair of you downstairs, Valerian, as you are keeping an eye on the room and you're keeping an eye on your friend, you see like off to the left-hand side where the kind of the rest of the house is, you see, you sorry, you both would hear slight footsteps, just one very slowly after another. They seem to be leaning kind of heavily. You can just hear it in the way they walk, the way that the floorboards creak. And then the door smashes closed. Tough crowd. Uh, you okay? Um, I would say my pride hurt more, but that really you don't fucking have hurt. Any. <laughs> <laughs> Not after that one show that you did. That was a special one. Um, right. Yes. So you did uh, just I, hear that, didn't you? The footsteps and the door slamming. Yes. Yeah. Someone couldn't miss it. <laughs> really couldn't miss it. <laughs> I'm have to... getting rather tired of being made the fool. Why break the habit of a lifetime, though? <sighs> oh, sorry, Valerian, you've already had a You know burn. the old adage, you wouldn't piss on someone if they were on fire. I was on fire. I didn't <laughs> piss on you. <laughs> the least you could have done. Was to- the pair of you hear uh, like heavy, uh, like you hear the sound of like chainmail. I think that's what you said you're wearing. 
Uh, uh, it's called splint mail. Splint. Yeah. Yeah, you basically hear someone in armour beginning to make their way down the stairs. Do you think you managed it? Well, it's rather dark. Mm. Yeah, true. <laughs> uh, so I have, at this point, I have realised that I have a lantern and some candles in my bag. I would quite like to get those out uh-huh. and light them. You absolutely can. Um, as you bring these out and as you begin to light, um, as you begin to, to light a natural flame and not a magical one, mm-hmm. um, you see standing in the bottom of like the staircase, you see a figure that is in a heavy dark robe. You can only just see the expression on their face. Their mouth is huge and wide, and as they open it further and you see their tongue flick, you can just hear this ear-shattering scream. And then it disappears, as if it just turns into smoke and shadows. Can I suggest that we only use my candles from now on? (laughs) I immediately turn off the light (laughs) on the welly. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! Um, Okay. Francis, Um, what are you doing? You hear this ear-shattering shriek, by the way. Oh, that's... Oh, oh. Okay, confirmed. Uh, this is not good. Um, and Francis is going to go into his bag where he has a couple of uh, like religious-related stuff and some of those things are incense and candles. And he's going to get out mm-hmm. one of his candles and tinderbox it up. And okay. he, I think at this point he probably has like his hand on his axe like, okay, uh, and back down. And he's going to start uh, moseying down the stairs. As you mosey your way down the stairs, now you're no longer just like pounding it as fast as you can up. As you pass the topmost floor, the room with the door that is locked, Mm -hmm. for the briefest of moments, you think you hear like a childish giggle from the other side of the door. Uh, hello. Hmm. That can't be good. Um, well... And he kind of steals himself for a second, and he uses an ability Mm-mm. called Divine Sense. Okay, I'm going to need you to read that out to me, please. Divine Sense. As an action, know the location of any celestial fiend or undead within 60 feet of you, not in total cover, until the end of your next turn, and detect the presence of any place or object that has been consecrated or desecrated, as if as with the hallow spell. You can use this feature four times and recover expended uses after a long rest. Did I hear the phrase not in total cover? Yes. So, for example, if it was on the other side of a door? Yeah, yeah, fine. You, you, <laughs> you, you're in this one. However, uh, it doesn't also apply to things like consecrate or hallow or desecrate, right? It, it applies to... I can detect the presence of any place that or object that has been consecrated or desecrated. Okay. Um, you sense both here. Consecrated and desecrated. Yes. Huh. You sense that the room next to you has been consecrated, but the rest of the lighthouse itself, there is something about it that just assaults your senses. As soon as you begin to cast your senses out, you just feel pain and fear and misery except the one kind of beacon of hope which is right next to you behind this door and above you although that's less desecrated less consecrated it's more an absence of both 
I think uh, Francis just kind of instinctively moves towards the consecrated. I'm remembering that right. That's the good thing, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. I think. Uh, <laughs> guys? <laughs> I'm guessing, sure. <laughs> um, um, yeah, you can definitely move towards the door. It's not a problem. Uh, hello. Is is anybody in there, please? Uh, You've lit a candle, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, w- would you open the door? We're looking for the lightkeeper. Lighthouse keeper. Gone. Where has he gone? Gone. Who are you and why are you still here if he's gone? Displaced. Can you only answer in single word sentences? No. Difficult. Okay. Sorry, uh, you're displaced. Uh, this place is truly haunted, is it not? Yes. By what? Shadows. I think Francis, like, instinctively looks behind himself when that's said. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, I don't want to be that level of dick. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Boo. No, uh, you look behind you and you just see the shadows. They aren't reacting the way that you think they should. Like your candle is flickering and the shadows are also moving, but some of them also seem to be very stationary. Mm. Am I and my uh, travel partners? Flee. What about you? Trapped. Flee. (sighs) They have you. Flee. They have you. Flee. I'll come back for you and he... Flee. uh, ...starts walking back down the uh, stairs. But I think he's doing it with a lot more haste than he did earlier. The two of you downstairs, you hear the sound of someone in like chain or metal armor making their way down the the staircase. Uh, So... I am preparing myself by just because I can. I can hide under the table, uh, <laughs> just in case. Um, yeah. As as you hear like these footsteps like pounding down, as you see like these like basically the first thing that you'll see of anyone coming down the staircase are just going to be their feet. And yes, pretty much standing in the doorway. A few seconds later, there is Francis. He's under the table. Ah. Um. How brave. Um. This place is, uh... I'm a rogue. I sneak attack. (laughs) In general or right now? (laughs) (laughs) Um. This place is truly haunted. Uh. Unfortunately. And... In a bad way, this is not just a gateway. This seems to be some kind of a lock. There are things here that don't want to be here. So, did you? What? What? Why did? Why is the light not lit? Can I ask? Oh, are you still uh, under the table? 
<laughs> Please, Neil, put like a muffled sound effect on his voice. <laughs> I get out from under the table. Boo. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm staying under the table. Thank you. Good, good idea. Okay, I'm staying under the table. Francis addresses the table. Um, <laughs> the door to the... Uh, to the... Oh, what's it called? The top of a lighthouse? Yeah. I've just traditionally called it the top of a lighthouse. I don't okay. know. Okay. Let's just call no it that. Idea. <laughs> the door to the top of the lighthouse, it was uh, locked and the fire ran out. But there is something else in the lighthouse. Um, uh, not especially evil, I think. Yeah, we've seen we've seen stuff down here as well. The the I... big hooded figure, the mouth too wide, the scream. Did you hear the scream? By the way, I heard the scream. So you saw an apparition. We can confirm this place is haunted. Yes. Mm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so something is stuck here, and it is hunting. We need to help it move on to the stalking or past the stalking to wherever it belongs. Uh, as an FYI, the stalking is like the realm of the dead. Okay, right. Thank you. Sorry, sorry. I'm forgetting. Noobs. Noobs. <laughs> v, v said the word stalking the earlier, and it just stuck in my brain. So I was just, I was just miming after her. <laughs> yeah, we we have like the planes aren't traditional D and D planes. We have the physical plane which we're in. Mm-hmm. We have the stalking, which is where the dead pass, or if you do like any teleportation spells, you'll pass through that. There is the celestial plane, where all of like the good celestial things live, quote, good stuff. And then you have Bellum, which is basically more like Valhalla, um, often filled with demons, also filled with honorable dead who fight on behalf of Bikron. And then there's like a big plane that covers all of it, and that's kind of like the sentinel plane where the gods live. There you go. So, um, Quick run can down. I just ask a question about the scroll? Did the scroll disappear? Is that no longer? Uh, it is now a pile of ash on top of the table or somewhere amongst Dorian's clothing. <laughs> right. <laughs> Great. So, we need to find another scroll. Maybe they have one hidden somewhere. And we also have to deal with the hunting because we'll be stuck here for a couple of days, they said. Mm. At that precise moment when you say we're stuck here, all three of you hear the sound of a bolt drawing across the front door. Oh, for fuck's sake. Good that I established earlier that it was a shitty little wooden door. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, man. (laughs) Surely not reinforced by spooky magic. I did say it was reinforced. Fuck you. (laughs) Ah, curses. (laughs) You're the DM, man. I'm just messing with you. Um, Okay. uh, We know this crowbar. To hit ghosts with. No, to open doors with. I, I, no matter how much outside we get, we're still on the island for the next days. So running away isn't exactly no, optional. No, 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 I've, I've got a plan. Mm. 
I've got a plan. It's probably because the oxygen is a bit starved up there for you. But uh, I'm very nimble and very dexterous. I also have a hammer and pitons and rope. I could climb up the outside of the lighthouse if I actually had something to light the flame with. You know, it's very windy. I know that. But that's and okay, cold and slippery. Yes, that's why I've... But I've done it before. You remember when I was when we were doing that play, <laughs> and I had to climb up to get that that bit of scenery sorted out because someone pulled the rope a bit too hard. Yes, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I showed that, and that was open air theatre as well. <laughs> you, you two have had quite the past, haven't you? We've been in a troupe. For 20 years, touring together. <laughs> 20 years? Did you start at five years old? <laughs> I oh, didn't establish how old you. I was. Bless you. Ah, <laughs> oh, the paladin killing the charisma here. <laughs> <laughs> Flattery that... is the best way to get you to do what I want. <laughs> so that's why you so seductively opened the trapdoor earlier. Oh, you noticed? I wasn't sure. There was a bit of twerking going on. Oh, no, that's all part of opening a cellar door. Have you not learned? (sighs) The elven way of opening a door? Wet-ass pantry. (laughs) I am so sorry. It's fine. Oh, boy. (laughs) Like, we haven't got out the fucking kitchen. (laughs) We're in our second room. (laughs) I ran through the whole fucking thing. No, you ran up the staircase. I speed ran the entire tower, I went into the cellar. Right, can I ask a question? (laughs) Are ghosts considered creatures? Yes. Because I am tempted Uh, to cast fairy fire to see if I can... Yeah, yes, they would be creatures, yeah. And so they would show up. You want to cast fairy fire? Sorry? Okay, great. Yeah. Where are you casting it? Um, it's got a range of 60 feet. I would like to cast it where the spooky ghost was at the bottom of the stairs, please. Okay. Um, what does casting this look like? You're a bard. Yes, that means it's got to be somewhat um, ex- uh, extravagant, doesn't it? Um, yes, you're also an actor. An actor, yeah. <laughs> One. So, so I um, I hop up on top of the table, whip out my drum, which is um, okay, which is on the it's it's wrapped it's got like a thing around my neck, and I start beating out a really catchy tune. And mm-hmm. um, initially, the um, a small green light starts to appear at the at the bottom of the stairs, and until it kind of very suddenly um, spreads across the room. I was okay. I was debating whether um, to use the word ejaculate, and I decided not to. <laughs> well, if you'd brought your flute, that would have been way better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, the green light spreads across the bottom of the staircase, and it fills a good portion into the kitchen also. No creatures. Oh, no, bollocks, there would be. Yes, didn't waste a you spell see- slot. You didn't waste a spell slot. I can I can bring a person in. Ah! Oh my god, where the hell are they? What do they play? At the bottom of the staircase, you see a humanoid figure 
It appears to be an older woman. She's hunched over. She's she's a human. She appears to be leaning on a staff and lifted up to her lips. You can see that there is what looks like to be a flute. Coincidence of coincidences. You see there is a flute and she begins to quietly play along with your drumming. Oh, sweet. And as you finish your drumming, her flute playing gets louder and louder. And it also gets more and more echoey. And you just see this figure illuminated at the bottom of the stairs. Who was not the lady with the flute? She is the lady with the flute. Oh, beg your pardon. Okay. Uh, Quickly, someone talk to her before my minute is up. (laughs) Uh, She's got a flute in her mouth. I don't think she'll be very talkative. (laughs) Communicate to her through the language of music. Please help us. Please I help us. I have a brilliant idea. Keep doing this. This is brilliant. Please help us. We're in danger. <laughs> uh, ask her, ask uh, her as she's you half are. This. If she's what? Half this. She was, uh, that was um, one of the people on the, the thing that I found in the pocket of the coat. Are you half this? It's a very loud, resounding sound you get from the table you are standing on. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh, well, that's is that one for yes or two for no? Or is it yes? Okay. Oh, this only um, lasts a minute, guys. We need to be quick. Yep. Okay. Um, <sighs> All right. Time a minute. Go. <laughs> do we know how to... Can we, can we save you? Can we help you move on? Help. Can you help us? Uh, is there another scroll for lighting the lighthouse? Forget lighthouse maintenance. We need help against the spooky ghosts. <laughs> Did the ghost kill you? Will the ghost kill us? How do we... Ba- we st- oh, hang on. That's an opening. Yeah, exactly. That's another yes, no question. <laughs> Can we stop it? Can you open the door for us at the top of the stairs? Is is there a key for getting through? Is it upstairs? First level? Second level? Because there were three levels, weren't there? Ground floor, first floor, second floor, third floor? Or top? Yeah, it's kind of like the level that you guys are on. Mm. There's a landing, there's like the first floor, there's like a landing, the top floor, and then top landing. So is that the second mezzanine or first landing or what? <laughs> By all means, take through your time. A com- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Through a comforted method, you find out that it's on like the second floor. Okay, cool. Um, oh, that's the one that had the spooky ghost go. Ah, there's... Uh, Good apparition there, I think. Um, Can we open the door to it? Asking the ghost. It doesn't answer. Uh, I think a minute's about to run out. (laughs) Bell begins to fade out. Mm -hmm. All you hear is just that echoey flute and that too eventually dies away 
Neil's going to make this sound way better, by the way. <laughs> you mean he, Neil, please put in all these knocks. You mean he's not going to just take my singing and loop it? <laughs> Auto-tune no, it? Well, he might actually. He's done that in the past. <laughs> Neil, um, I know we haven't met, but please be kind. <laughs> <laughs> so given that uh, a tune has just been played, would it be possible for Dorian to whip out his flute and then replay it? I don't know. How good of a uh, how good of a musician is he? I don't know. Um I've let me see. Um I guess performance if you want to be able to duplicate. Oh yeah, what you I'm just heard. I'm quite happy to attempt that, but I'm not using fairy fire again. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't using a spell slot. I am gonna try and replicate that flute, uh, uh if I may. Okay. Absolutely you may. Uh performance, please. Uh fourteen plus Five, nineteen. Nineteen. On a nineteen, your rendition of what she played was almost perfect. Yeah. That's what the punters pay for. All right. Um well I'm sure that's gonna be useful in future plays, but <laughs> let's go try to get the key. I'm trying to establish a dialogue with the other side without using a spell slot. <laughs> If only you could okay. have established a dialogue with this side, then more punters would have come to us. <laughs> okay. Please be kind to each other. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. It's creepy Mr. Rogers. <laughs> I don't get that reference. I was not allowed to watch TV as a child. <laughs> Mr. Rogers was just a travelling minstrel who came to villages and told children to be kind. <laughs> is this in your canon? <laughs> this is your canon, me. <laughs> the other side uh, communicates through recorders and uh, Mr. Rogers exits. Pad pipes. Pad pipes. <laughs> All right. Um, there is one more room on the bottom floor that we haven't checked out yet. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you literally, no one has been in there. I think we should like at least scout it out before we go and uh, assault the good ghost. Okay. Realizing that my <laughs> wonderful flute playing is doing nothing, I pop away my flute. Oh, it's stirred okay. emotions that I haven't wanted to feel for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... um. I'm going to uh, come out from under the table. Oh my the... god, have you been there this whole time? Yeah, I've been enjoying well, it. It's been... <laughs> I've been meditating. <laughs> While I've been on top of it. <laughs> knockings on the table. How would I know that wasn't you? <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to grab... So you're leaving the safety of the table. I'm just... Oh, I hate it when you say things like that. Um, uh, nobody worry, else has the safety fine. off the table. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Speaking of wits, lay on hand. I'm going to heal Dorian eight parts. Oh, um, thank you. Oh. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah. Um, creepy Mr. Rogers, also known as Francis, uh, he kind of reaches out towards your burnt, I'm assuming, left hand. Yes. And just gently like touches like uh, firmly grasps your hand and you can feel the kind of stinging searing pe- sensation it just leaves you oh and as oh. he removes his hand there's like a uh 
There's like a soot uh, covering where he touched you that is kind of left behind of the magic. Oh, and I bat that away. You healed me by eight points. Yes. I'm back to full health, baby. Well, thank I you very much. Ah, <laughs> oh, back when eight points were still a lot. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. And, yeah, the, so the only reason I'm, I, I, I'm probably going to scurry out from under the table, grab my rope, mm-hmm. and scurry back. Oh. Because I'm paranoid. You okay. can absolutely grab your rope. Are you untying it from the Arga? Yes. Okay. You can do that. Nothing climbs up from anything nearby. You're totally fine. Um, I love how much you're playing me on this whole paranoia thing. (laughs) (laughs) Francis is going to head towards the uh, last door. I think it was slammed open during the whole hollow baloo. But then it also slammed closed again. Oh, Jesus. V, we need a door slam counter. (laughs) <laughs> Bam! Neil, please add that in editing. Um, <laughs> Ping. <laughs> uh, you open the door. It's not locked. Um, and as you open the door and you step inside, you can see that there are three beds in here. There are three chests, one at the end of each. You can see that there is also like a bedside table next to each. It looks as if... Mm, it looks as if the occupants of this room have just gotten out of bed. Like everything is just like unmade. There are clothes that are still on the floor. Like you can see the odd slipper that is next to the bedside. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to search through the bedside tables for any kind of key. Okay. As you come to the first bedside table, um, you can uh, actually make an investigation check for me, please. All right. That's a 16. A 16. Uh, okay. On a 16, you don't find anything other than a partially filled in journal, like a diary, whatever you want to call it. Um, Would it happen to be, what was his name? Arkin's journal or something that was referenced in the almost burnt note? <laughs> Alkin's journal. Alkin's. Alkin. Okay, okay, okay. No, it's not. Uh, but reading through it, you can tell that this was written by a new keeper. The book is fairly new and it has like, you know, keeper's logbook written on the front. Um, and the information filled in there um, tells you that it was written by a young man named Ravnin. R-A-V-N-I-N. He is a new keeper. The journal entry dates are within the last couple of weeks. So this would be his first shift here in the lighthouse. How long have we been there on this There are rock? a fair few entries in here, um, but the one that kind of jumps out to you is Yern and Havdis keep playing their flutes and drums so loud. Havdis got so angry when I asked them to stop. Yen told me that Havdis is very touchy about not hearing the screaming from the cliffs. He says she's so superstitious that the screams are lost souls looking for a way in and that they're angry we're not letting them in. That's the second time he said that. The souls thing. What bollocks. It's just the wind whistling through the caves and the cliffs. It's nothing. No wonder they wanted a replacement for Havdis. Did you read that out loud? Uh, while not out loud, he communicates the information uh, <laughs> through dialogue, not through song or dance. <laughs> <laughs> not seductive twerking. 
<laughs> no, no, no. That's how, how, that's how, I'm not opening dancing. any ladders right now. So, larders. <laughs> well, that's horrifying. And uh, judging from what we've already seen, I'm willing to put my last bit of gold on that being the screaming of actual souls. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what else is in there? Uh, that's what you find at the first bed. Um, at the second bed... You find a drum. Um, it's sitting underneath the nightstand. So uh, you also find. Uh, could you also make an investigation check for me? Can I get the skill monkey out from underneath the table to do this for me? I know he has a plus five and he's wasting it on a table. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a plus zero. Like I am not going to make much more of these checks. I got lucky. Go back and get the skill monkey. Yeah. That's fine. Um, could you explain your purpose? <laughs> help me a little bit. I am looking for keys or anything that could help us deal with the situation. I am sure you've already investigated thoroughly the bottom of that table. Have I investigated thoroughly the bottom of the table? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like this table is sturdy as fuck, man. <laughs> um, nothing is bringing this down short of an axe directly along like one of the seams. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. Just, uh, yeah, so I'm going to come out from under the safety of the table. <laughs> Just where I'm ready for any sneak attacks. Because um, I know where, I know what's good. I will chew people's knees off. Oh, That's fine. Okay. That's acceptable. So I am now going through into the room uh, with my candle, because, of course, I've got my, I've mm-hmm. got my candle and my... What colour is your candle? It's a, it's a normal white candle. Okay. It's a basic white That's candle good. with its its bog standard. Okay, All right. Normal cool. candle. Is it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so I'm going to go through. Uh, I'm going to go to the second. Was it the second bed? Yeah, that's the where we're right. Yeah. Uh, the, the middle bed of two. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the middle bed of two. You find a drum. Um, right. If you would also like to make an investigation check for me, I can. Yep. Give you more secrets. So that's investigation plus four. So I have 16. Okay. On a 16, um, as you're kind of like digging through the bedside cabinet, through the the chest and like in the bed itself, as you kind of like lift the pillows and you feel the mattress, the kind of like the, the roll underneath, you notice that there's an odd like feel to it. And as you kind of like get further into it, you find a small leather bag so I'm going to. At least you decide to look in it. You might not. <laughs> Here you go, Francis. Have a look in that. Hmm. What did you find? Oh, get get t'other one in. Dorian, please. Get t'other. <laughs> Valerian's being um, paranoid. He's being short <laughs> with me. Perhaps oh. if he'd been more paranoid, we wouldn't have had all of our riches stolen by the rest of our troop. But um, let me just open this bag, shall I? Within this bag, you are surprised, very gold. happy, ecstatic gold. to see 348 gold and eight silver. Yes! <laughs> nice. Uh, there seems to be nothing in this bag. Um, <laughs> it's just... Deception, Jack. <laughs> it's just... If you are trying to con them, there's nothing in there. Valerian, you would know something is in there. You grab the bag. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, uh, gentlemen, looks like we found ourselves a little bonus. Uh, if, that is, we survive. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. 
Francis like um, leans over and looks at it like, hmm, that is a pretty uh, amount of change. Yes. That is a lot of money. This is probably more money than most of you have seen put together in your entire lives. Yeah. Um, this is a lot of gold. Um, also, as part of your investigations, you find another journal belonging to uh, the uh, second keeper. The latest dates are in the same date range as Ravin's. Uh, I would like to read this out in a dramatic fashion, becoming of an actor. <laughs> All right. All right. Exciting. All right, All right motherfucker. <laughs> Breaking the evil dead rules. Hey, the if it's Latin, I'm not keepers. reading it. <laughs> or demonic. That's my line in the stand. Don't read Latin from the book. Um, the second keeper's name is revealed to be uh, Yin. And for your pleasure, folks, you said you wanted to read this dramatically. Uh, Off you go. That's Yin, is that pronounced? Yeah, Yin. The boy knows nothing. He's going to get us killed. We can't let him come in. He wouldn't understand. Too busy sticking it to Haftis. And then she has been extra angry this week. Not her fault. I know she misses foam. Too sudden their halfling light was taken from us. And I thought the only ham was in the kitchen. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I don't have anything to bang on in here. It was upsetting me right now. Could have used Dorian's drum, all the drum we just found. But <laughs> um, <sighs> Look, didn't say Dorian was a good actor, just somehow a successful <sighs> one. <laughs> yes. I hope I didn't clip too much for Morbid Neil, curiosity, though. maybe? <laughs> Yeah, I'm the Tommy yeah. Wiseau. Of- <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think we've got one one more bed and one more chest to go. Um, yes, uh, you. Uh, the third bed. No reaction belongs- to that reading. Okay. <laughs> no, uh, everyone's moving on, including the ghosts. Yep. Um- <laughs> Francis has seen better. <laughs> I've seen worse. <laughs> I got it out of you. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> The last bed belongs to Havdis. The journal that is by the side of their bed is completely empty. They've clearly never, ever written in this. Or maybe their journals are just full and they may be downstairs, empty of ink now. Who knows? But there is nothing there. You do, however, find her flute. Ah. So Ian is most likely the lady we saw who played the flute. Havdis. Havdis. Because Havdis is the one with the flute. Oh, what? Havdis and a drum. is the one with the drum. Oh. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, sorry. Resetting my brain right now. Okay, so judging by the fairy fire that was cast, um, we can bring people back for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe a little bit of an explanation for those of us who have not actually gone inside of a real-life lighthouse. Um, so we're climbing the inside of the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, it won't most likely these kind of circular, stereotypical stairs that go up. Uh, yep. Then there are landings. Do those landings cover the entire lighthouse? No, the landing itself is just like you know, a like little part way across, just a little flat, yeah, just a little flat area. Um, and then there are actually floors yeah. um, with actual rooms. All right. um, so they'll always be like central. Yeah. So uh, Because we've got magic here in Bikron, so yeah. 
So we have the floor on the uh, we have the room on the second floor. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we have the top. Now I am not exactly sure how or where I exactly was when I dropped that candle. Okay. Um, Sorry, guys. So I'm, we have I like this. your entry in like the house level, ground the floor. bottom of the staircase, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, ground floor. We have a landing. Mm-hmm. We have the first floor, which is an actual room. Okay. We have a landing. We have the second floor, which is an actual room, and then we have the top landing, which leads you into the top of like the lighthouse. Yes. So I enter the, the top landing. Yep. There's a door that goes outside and a door that goes further inside. No, because no, it's, it's tapered off up to the top. So once you get up there, you're, mm-hmm. you've only the only way is out. The only way yep. is out. And where is the light that I wanted to light? So th- uh, the actual like light light. It's outside. So I have to get outside and like climb on top of the thing or pretty much yeah all right there we go that's the part that i was massively confused by because i knew i was already inside the lighthouse it was like ah there's a locked door and i was like is there a small room inside the room inside the light i don't get this so at the lighthouse if i remember if i remember my lighthouse uh, correctly there's usually like a closed door at the top and that leads to like a walkway around where the actual big light flashy beacon thing is at the top mm-hmm. so the doorway would lead to like a like a flat platform that goes around the edge of walkway yeah and then like your big bernie bullshit yeah. thing is in the center of that all right sounds good to me the three of you have explored this kind of like sleep room the best that you can you've looted everything of note yes you've looted everything of note as you go to leave the door slams shut oh and you hear the drawing of a bolt oh, f- oh. that's no good um come on that big weapon boy Okay, uh, let me try. He walks up to the door and kind of like puffs his chest out and then knocks on the door three times. Please let us out. (laughs) You hear two knocks. Come on, use your axe. Uh, Ask him a question. (laughs) I was thinking that joke, but I couldn't think big of it. Um, Um... Will you let us out if we do something for you? Uh, would this something be something I do? Do you want me to return the diaries? Do you want me to return the drum? You're gonna have to work with me. I'm I'm out of questions. <laughs> um, um, the the ghost wants something from us. Maybe if we placate it, it will be easier. I once again whip out the drum and beat out the tune from earlier. <laughs> okay. Is this what you wanted? <laughs> No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Tough crowd. Uh, there's just pinched shoulders and like, sorry, look on Francis's face as he looks back at Dorian. Like, I wanted it to work, man. I wanted it to work. I think Dorian uh, is, uh, is is appreciating this look of uh, of pity. <laughs> um, how about have we taken some? Have we taken something that we shouldn't have? Arthur. Oh, then how do you, what do you want us to do? You have to... Do you want one of us to die? 
Okay, see, I was intentionally not asking that. <laughs> we could slide a gold piece into the door. <laughs> oh, it's going to knock 348 more times. <laughs> <laughs> is there a window in this room, or is the door the only way in? No, there is a window in this room. Can I open the window? You can definitely try. You reach up and you unlatch the window. Um, as soon as you give it a small amount of like room, the window just flies open as the wind just howls through. Any lights and candles that you may have had have now gone out. The only light you have to see is the small amount of moonlight that isn't hang on, covered hang on. up by the my, clouds. My lantern's hooded. It is? Oh, then you keep your... Keep it. <laughs> Uh, guys, oh, anyone want might... to leave a different way that doesn't involve death? Mm-hmm. Very much. I would prefer that than a fight to the death. I, <laughs> I pray to Mirgul, uh, not because I want death inflicted, but <laughs> morbid fascination, I guess. <laughs> Jeez. All right, uh, the three of you are uh, jackrabbiting out of the window. Yep. All right, out of the window you go. It's really windy. It's really windy. It's that kind of wind that you can take two steps forward and it would take you like nearly half a minute. It is very strong out here. Hmm. What do you want to do? Walk around to the front, I guess. Cool. You walk around to the front of the lighthouse. Um, You find yourself back at that same door with a tiny little window and crappy wood construction. (laughs) We wait two days. For the women to return. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, problem solved. Mm. We already have gold. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh boy. Um, I I know the door's locked. We heard the bolt slide in, but we but the bolt slid from the outside. I'm pretty sure it was on the inside and it was just going to be, be be held with spooky magic. I didn't even check it. I just make assumptions. You are 100% right. I thought it was a Well, Valerian, I think you... Be place with spooky magic. This is a good opportunity for you to show us what you can do with your rope. Um, <laughs> you've, you've been teasing it for some time now. And now we're ready. Ah, he tricked us outside so he could prove himself. Ingenious. I wouldn't go that far. So, am I getting this right? In extremely windy weather, you're going to try and scale a very tall lighthouse mm-hmm. with climbing rope and puttons. Yes. Okay. So there then. is going to be a death um, in this one shot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, let me see what kind of skill I need you to make. Uh, is there a skill that you would do you think you could argue you would want to use to try and scale this lighthouse? Religion uh, I check. I think acrobatics would probably be the best. Not religion. You can do the religion <laughs> check. Dear God. <laughs> Are you so sure of my safe journey? Uh. Okay, I will out acrobatics. Um, you do need to be kind of nimble mm-hmm. um, to climb up the side of this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to require a fair bit of strength as well. 
but uh, I, I will I will take acrobatics on this one because it's a lot about making sure you you jump and grab at the right moments. So I, I'll allow this. Okay. Um, however, thanks to the wind, I'm going to have you roll at disadvantage. What does that mean? So that means you roll <laughs> two two d twenties okay. and you take the lowest result. Okay. Right. So. <laughs> Well, okay, you want to hope you're about to roll a different <laughs> 20. <laughs> and again. A one. <laughs> you can't make it up. A one. Oh! <laughs> yes. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> well, then. Ah. Two D20s on disadvantage. Amazing. Holy. <laughs> well, then. <laughs> One you two have then. never seen <laughs> such a performance in your life under the harshest of conditions <laughs> with waves that reach up and smash into the lighthouse, completely obscuring your friend and colleague Valerian. <laughs> you are amazed at his ability to just jump into the right window frame at the right moment. He's barely touching this lighthouse as he scales up to the side of it. Um <laughs> How Bloody high hell. up do you want to go? There is a partially agile window about three quarters of the way up, but there is also the, like the top of the lighthouse itself. Your rope, which is only 50 feet, will not get you to the top of the lighthouse. <laughs> oh. Why don't you try to jump? You're apparently rolling well. So. <laughs> <laughs> After the sixes and sevens I got at the beginning, to get two D20s in a row is... Um... <laughs> 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 I won't have you accidentally fall off this. Like, you can stand on the top and get hit by wind. I'm not going to have you fall off this anymore. Um, um. <laughs> no wonder he's been pushing this for a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, should I go for it? Um, even though I don't have anything to... Uh, but the, I know that that was the one... That was the, the floor that there was something in. So... Uh, Can I give him some bardic inspiration? You need to shout or be heard above the storm, but yes. Okay. Click fingers. Uh oh. <laughs> Valerian, you're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen such skill. I, uh, if only, no. Well, we're going to make a fortune with your climbing abilities. <laughs> Tell him I am very impressed. <laughs> Francis is very, very impressed. Fuck it, I'm going to the you top. Can have, <laughs> you can have a bow, Jesus. All right, straight to the top you go. Um, do you want to secure your rope at 50 feet or do you just want to keep taking it up with you? Uh, I think I'll keep taking it up with me. Okay. Um, for you two poor mm. schleps who are still on the ground... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right, you make your way to the top of the lighthouse. At the very top, as you kind of pull yourself over the railings, on one side of you, you can see that there is a closed, locked door. Right ahead of you, there is this large, kind of silvery, ruined dish. It has a lot of glowing symbols within it, but there is nothing in there currently. You can see that there is no coal, there is no wood, but you can see the debris of it all around this platform, around the dish. Clearly someone has emptied this and everything that is up there is now wet and damp and covered in salt. There's also a very small box right next to the door. Not enough that it's a trip hazard, but right next to it. Um, and that 
is again spelled and has runes written all over it, but it's not locked. There is no padlock on it. Um, well, let's stick with the narrative. I have to stay with it. Let's tell you what's on the top of the lighthouse as well. At the top of the lighthouse, other than this big silvery dish covered in runes, other than this small box covered, other than the debris all around, you also see a middle-aged man. He is wearing like wet weather gear, like perhaps the missing set that Francis found, not that you you saw that it was a set missing. In front of him, there is a dark hooded creature, very similar in appearance to the one that you saw before with a large mouth that just was too big for its face that was screaming. You can see that it is reaching out and grabbing the man in front of you and you see the life beginning to drain away from the human just behind this man standing in the very centre of this dish you see this glow it's humanoid but you can't see any features like you can't see hair or eyes or anything it's just the shape of a humanoid and it's glowing very faintly right um, so can I do I still have the bread knife yes can I can I do... Because I think it's probably a bit of a sneak, a sneak attack on this thing that is draining the life out of the... Well, nobody saw you climbing over the side of the lighthouse. That's not a thing. So, sure. Um, okay. Because obviously there's, there's something um, going yeah. on here, so... There's something very sneaky going on mm-hmm. here. Um, okay, go ahead. Make an attack roll. How do I do that? Uh, at advantage, because I think you're on... You're, I'm basically going to say you're hidden, so... So, yeah, how do I do this? This first one could be an advantage. So, advantage is the opposite of disadvantage, where you roll two dice and you take the highest number. Okay. Uh, and two two not ones, two not ones, two not ones. <laughs> <laughs> two not ones. Uh, which, which one am I doing? So, would I be doing the, the dagger or the rapier? Uh, it'll be the dagger the in dagger this case, because it's knife. a bit more like a... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so D4. Uh, so you roll a D20 <laughs> first? Oh, I didn't do the, the 20 first, but that's, but that's what I got <laughs> yeah. on the D. Uh, okay, so. well, if you do damage with the, the button, the bread knife, then you'll be doing max damage. Okay, well, I got, I got 10 on that one. Um, so next to where it says dagger, there should be a little tiny box that says 80 Oh, yeah, attack bonus and that 5, like so your... 15. And then I got the 4 uh, plus 3, so 7 hit points. Let me have a uh, look. You're doing um, a sneak attack, so I think, if I remember correctly, oh, you're yeah. getting a 2d6 extra. It says so in Oh, yes, once per turn, deal an extra 2d6 damage. And he has bardic inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> that would be useful if he was making a saving throw, I think. Yeah. Uh, I think it's the only so, the Valor Bard that can make it useful on an attack. Yeah, Valor Bard can add to everything. Um, oh, nice. So that means you have 12 uh, plus whatever your dexterity is. Uh, dexterity is 16. So that's plus three. So 15 damage in total for a sneak attack. Okay. As you see this hooded creature that is basically reaching out and you see the man in front of you beginning to tremble, his like hair beginning to slowly turn grey, you just shank him with your bread <laughs> knife. <laughs> As we do. And... He doesn't see it coming, and you do 15 points of damage. 
as you slash through like whatever entity is there it feels odd it's not solid but it's also not liquid it's more like a very thick gel that you're just slicing through as you realize this thing is becoming more corporeal the more life it drains from the man well david you're in initiative i don't know what your two buddies are doing (laughs) (laughs) so he went all the way up right yep and he didn't leave the rope for you to go. No. I was windy because I, I just thought they're not going <laughs> to. But then you decided to start shanking ghosts without your buddies. Mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. wait two days. I want to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> wait, who has all the money? Okay. Me. <laughs> uh, Dorian. Okay. If you two are just basically no, waiting. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I have a hard time explaining how or why we would react differently. But I really don't want him to just die alone at the top of the lighthouse. <laughs> uh, like, do we see anything that might cause us alarm? Uh, you can both roll perception checks. Right. How about that? All right, I'll take it. Uh, oh, boy, that's not impressive. Oh, uh, David, you got yourself up shit creek, my friend. Yeah, figured. <laughs> uh, 11 on perception. Eight. You both see absolutely nothing. You just see you just see your body just like jump over the side of the railing and you look up like that rope is too far for us to get. Well, I see absolutely <laughs> nothing. And that <laughs> rope is too far to get. So should we I don't know. I, I feel like maybe we should try and go inside. Um but the the door is being uh uh locked by spooky magic, but like should I break it down? I think that's a splendid idea. <laughs> ah. Yes, we clearly decided to make him climb up so that we could break down the door in his absence. That is clearly the logical events that have happened here. So let me get my axe and smash this door. I mean, because okay. I will say if if this he will go through everything he can find before he comes to the door. Um, he'll be looking for all the money he can before he gets down here. I don't. <laughs> Honestly, that doesn't matter to okay. me. Okay. But... All right, we're gonna do this kind of round-ish by like turn-ish. Like we're gonna we're gonna figure this out as we go. So um, I would like Valerian to roll initiative. So that's rolling a d20 plus whatever it says in your initiative box. And I would also like Dorian and Francis to do the same, but you two are always going to go together for now uh-huh. um, until we actually get into real combat. So initiative. Which one's... In, which, so d20 plus what? Uh, there's a big... Um, oh, the, so the, the, sorry, the three, yes. Yeah, so I'm, I'm 11. Yeah. 23. Oh. Well, this is Slimey. a giant waste of good rolls because I got a 21. <laughs> <laughs> Nope, I'm lying. I got a 20. Sorry. Did you say 11, David? I did. Okay. Guy with the highest dex. <laughs> well, right. I, I, so I just got, I, I rolled an eight and I plus the three for initiative. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yep, okay. that's, that's why, perfect. Why that's exactly what we wanted. Come on. Because <laughs> I used all of my good rolls on getting up the light <laughs> And getting yourself into trouble. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So, as happenstance happens, um, Doreen and Francis, you can spend this round breaking down the door and you find yourself 
in that hallway again. You find yourself in that kitchen. Um, and that's where I'm going to leave you to right now because I think it's about as much as you could do in about six-ish-ish-ish seconds. Like, we're going to play with time a little bit. Fucking. Good work on the um, door, Francis. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I don't like these brutish methods, but sometimes it has to be done. Mm. Well, that's six seconds. Moving on. <laughs> the creature realises that you are there, Valerian. Mm. As it kind of keeps one hand on the, on the middle-aged man right in front of you, they turn and they look at you and you can see their features now. Like, you can see the rows of teeth inside their mouth. You can see how big and wide their eyes are. Pupils the size of, you know, most of the... When I say size of dish plates, but that's not really... Like, that would be a really big head. <laughs> I don't want that. Oranges. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Uh, oranges, thank you. Like eyes the size of oranges, and it's it's rough. Um, there's a faint orange glow to the entirety of their body as they're becoming more corporeal. They realise that you're there as they slash at you with their multi attack. Oh boy! Does a twenty three hit your armor class? Uh, my armor class is fourteen. <laughs> then that's an absolute yes. <laughs> And it smashes down into your left shoulder as you take f- six points of damage. Okay. All right. Smash. At the hits. And for its part of its multi-attack, as it smashes down onto your shoulder, it lifts its hand again and claps you on the left ear. Four. For a 12 versus your armor class. So my armor class is 14, so... <laughs> nope. nope. All right. Uh, you get away from the second one. Um... Uh, however, I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Ooh, you're getting discombobulated. Right. He is getting combusted. Oh. <laughs> uh, what? So is that That's a, a less funny word? A d20. Yeah, it's um, plus like so. There's a box called saves, yep. and there should be one called dexterity, and that's how much you add to your d20. Uh, so I've got a ten plus five, so fifteen. Ooh. Oh, you make it. Oh, um, you are not set on fire. Yes. Okay. No, that's literally it. Yeah, you're just not set on fire. You don't take any extra damage from being slammed. Cool. Um, okay, then. That was its go. And your response, sir. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just... Did did the bread knife actually do anything? It did some damage. Uh, like, you felt like gel-like consistency as you cut through it, so it has taken damage. Okay. It just doesn't look very hurt. Is the bread knife still in it? <laughs> Is the, is the bread knife still? That's uh, that's not, that's that's not, that's the question only Valerian can answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I would like to. Oh, I'm just thinking. I have nothing else that I can really attack it with apart from my uh, oil and tinderbox, but I doubt I can do anything with that. Um... Right, I'm just going to try stabbing it again. Okay, great. Um, then I need you to roll a d20 and plus your attack. So Unfortunately, no sneak attack because you're not hidden. Know, yeah. and you don't have an ally who can help okay, you. So oh, The old man being thralled by the ghost is not threatening the ghost? Nah, funnily enough. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I've got a 14 plus 5, 19. Uh, that definitely hits. Nice. So you can roll your damage, which I think is a D4 plus three. D4 plus three. <laughs> One. So. So. Oh. Plus three, it so takes four. four points of damage. Okay. 
Um, your dagger like quickly like embeds itself into the gel and pulls itself back out again, and it it looks like it's received a really annoying paper cut, you know, right across the tip of your finger. It's like ah oh, fuck, motherfucker. So uh, stings more than does actual damage. Okay, but I'm also going to disengage. You can definitely do I, that. I'm going to disengage, um, and uh, try and run around to the other side of the dish. Uh, yep, you can definitely do that. Uh, you have the movement for it, and you've disengaged, cool. so you can definitely get on the other side of the dish. You're no longer in like merely contact with this person. Gotcha. Uh, okay, cool. Um, what do you two want to do inside the lighthouse? Well, I think we should get going upstairs. I have a faint feeling that things are not good right now. <laughs> <laughs> My bardic sense is also tingling. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Let's talk about your bardic sense while we casually walk up the stairs. <laughs> and see if that door is somehow open now. <laughs> ah, that would be most pleasant. Would you like a cup of tea? I think I actually see a kettle. We're walking up the stairs. Uh, <laughs> kind of hurly. Go by the fire and pour uh, ourselves some hurriedly. tea. <laughs> kind of hurriedly making your way up this staircase um what can i do to irritate you both <laughs> uh no you just find yourself outside the first floor uh, the door is slightly ajar um the flickering of a candle all you see inside are tables that appear to be covered in um like instruments and books and scrolls like, that's what you find in there um but that's just a casual glance there's clearly nothing hidden in this room um all right Okay, it is now the creature's turn. Where did I put it? Yes, it is now the creature's turn. Um, the creature is looking at you rather annoyedly, but it pauses rather than reaching for you or changing its stance. It puts its hands back on the man, and you see the grey beginning to double in speed. You see like wrinkles appearing on the side of his face. Um, this guy is fading fast. What do you want to do, Valerian? Uh... I want to do a quick investigation of the box that was down by the door. Yep. Yep. You can make your way across to the box. Um, as you kind of like open it, um, you can see inside that it contains a lot of small kind of like, I would say like metal powder, like you would like throw onto a fire to change the color of it. You see a lot of these in there. And inside, um, inside uh, on the inside of the lid, you see that there is a very quickly and hastily scrawled like set of instructions, which are like, Use this colour to signify oncoming, ever-present threats. Use this one to signify that there is a, an unscheduled boat arriving. Use this one to signal that something is happening on the cliffs and needs attention. You see a lot of these little things inside. Okay, and, and as, as I recall, the monster, the creature is growing or, glowing orange, isn't it? Correct. So I'm just wondering uh, if I pull out the complementary colour, green... If I can... Yeah. You could change what colour the monster is. <laughs> I, or if... if Because I remember there's something in the dish that's glowing orange. Uh, yes, so that's, that's like a humanoid kind of creature. Like, you can't see any features of it, mm. but there's like a glowing figure, like, kind of crouched and huddled in the centre of this dish. Oh, no, David, you have that look. <laughs> I'm going to throw green, <laughs> the green powder into the dish. <laughs> And try to set it alight. 
So you're complimenting the evil monster and giving it a lot of compliments. Yes. Because <laughs> I am devastatingly you look fabulous, charming. Darling. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> you throw you reach in and you grab the powder that would turn the flames green. You throw it into the center on this kind of glowing humanoid figure which is just covered in this kind of metallic powder. <laughs> and you see the figure just turn and look at you, raise its arms in a... What the fuck? <laughs> Good job, you distracted it. Uh, Jesus. Okay, cool. Um, I will have a result of that on the next round. <laughs> Once you stop laughing at how stupid I am. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not stupid. It's just like, well, okay, I can make this work. Give me give me 30 seconds while these two talk to figure out how to make this work. <laughs> so, um, Francis, I think we should have a long conversation. <laughs> you know, give someone mm-hmm. time. <laughs> to come- have you, have you? <laughs> Have you heard the good word of our uh, god, Mirgul? Deity. De- uh, sorry. I, I can Have you, you heard the good word of our deity, Mirgul? I've done many things that would disqualify me from your deity. <laughs> so, there have been many dragons. <laughs> no, no! surely play dragons I meant by dragons I meant when several elves get under a costume and Uh, you know there's there's a lot of half elves out there (laughs) back up on the dish (laughs) Can can we also say that while we had that conversation we were heading up the lighthouse a bit more yeah, yeah. Um, you two find yourselves like um, on the same floor that you felt that um, consecrated presence where mm-hmm. you had that conversation rather stilted with whatever entity is behind this door. Yeah. That's where you find yourself. Uh, Francis right. calms down whatever unholy conversation we were having while we <laughs> pa- walk past the good thing. Okay. Up in the dish, uh, the, 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 the being in the dish is going to have the same initiative as the creature oh, that's draining the life from the man. <laughs> uh, the creature reaches down and grabs all of this kind of metallic powder as much as they can grab in their hands. They're only small. They grab as much as they can and they throw it directly into the face of the creature that is draining the life from the humans. They shove it straight into the ginormous mouth filled with rows and rows of teeth and you see the creature stumble back a little bit. The human falls back into the arms of whatever this creature is and they pull them backwards. The creature is pissed off and annoyed, but somewhat distracted by all of this metallic powder in their mouth. And as they begin to cough it out, you see this kind of green flames just like spray everywhere. All right. What do you want to do, Valerian? So I can see that that, um, (laughs) the metallic powder is obviously irritating it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to take inspiration from the glowing humanoid thing in the dish and throw some more metallic dust at the (laughs) either that or I want uh... want to make sure that that door opens so that when those two finally make it up the fucking stairs they can come and help 
Oh, you can absolutely open the door. Like it's just a couple of steps away, and then you can open it. Um, like you can, I can, you could just do that this round. Okay, That's okay. fine. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna open the door. <laughs> Okay, the two of you climbing the staircase, as you get to that floor where you had that, like, um, that presence of, like, whatever it is, you hear the door upstairs to smash open as the wind just kind of blows in it, and you hear the howling. Any candles that you two are carrying are now blown oh, out. Um, oh, no. But you do see moonlight coming through this door, and you see the silhouette of your friend Valerian, as you see, like... No, fuck it. As you see things like lightning going off behind him, you see the rain driving, you just see the shadows of their face. As you see like a very small glow coming from the, the hooded lantern, like lighting up their features in a glorious way. And you two see this looking up. Wow, that looks fun. You can fun. now all work together. <laughs> Let's he, join in. Valerian, no! As uh, Francis brings up his great axe and starts sprinting up towards the stairs, towards this... Towards this Friend. Dorian also does the same with rapier withdrawn. <laughs> okay, okay. We're helping. That's cool. Um, yep, that's that's your two's go. Um, basically, you two are now able to join the fray. You find yourselves at the top of the lighthouse and you see everything I've described so far. Um, okay, good job. Um, all right, so that's your two's go. It is now the creature's go. Um, the creature, although momentarily distracted, um, begins to make its way to the top of the top of the staircase where the three of you are, and it sees its foe that somehow managed to distract it with metallic powder, and it smashes down with its two massive arms to just kind of clap either side of your head. All right, the first one is a. 25 versus drama class. <laughs> yeah, that one hurts. Mm. Uh, and that one does you a wonderful seven bludgeoning damage. Oh boy. Down I 11. also require you to take a dexterity saving throw, please. Okay. So it's a d20 plus five. Eight. As it smashes down upon you, you just feel a spark hit you just in the shoulder and you become very aware that you are on fire. Um, you take five fire damage immediately. Oh boy, good job that we're on top of a lighthouse when in the wind and the rain, isn't it? Ah. <laughs> well, this is magic fire. Bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> um, you are still on fire. Um as it takes its second action to smash you on the other side of the head. For a 17 versus your armor class, so that's Damn it. Oh, 17 plus two. Nineteen. Six bludgeoning damage on the other side of your head. You're already on fire, so I won't set you on fire again. That takes me down to zero. Exactly, exactly zero hit points. Uh, your body collapses in front of you and he is unconscious. David, I need you to make a death saving throw. So what that is, is you roll a d20. Mm -hmm. If it's 10, uh, if it's 9 or below, you fail. If it's 10 or above, you succeed. On a 20, you get back up with one hit points. On a 1, you take two failed saves. So on your character sheet, there should be a little box that says death saves, yep. failures and successes. Yep. You need three of each. So um, if you get three successes, you are stable and you won't die right however if you get three failures you are dead 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 right okay i will say the fire magically puts itself out <laughs> i'm not doing extra damage to you because <laughs> that would probably kill you okay i've got uh, 11 
Hurrah. 11. So um, in the little box mm-hmm. that says death saves, you can fill out one of those successes. Okay. Uh, you need three to be stable and not die. Mm-hmm. If you get three failures, you are dead. Okay. So I need to do another one? Uh, nope. Oh. You do this at the end of each round. Um, ah, right, so okay. when we come back to you again, you take another one. Gotcha. They, this gives you a chance for your buddies to actually rescue you. Okay, cool. Uh, speaking of your buddies, um, Dorian, you have just seen your friend go down in flames. So I kept... <laughs> Which will be the first time if he's a failed actor. It really isn't <laughs> the first time he's been on fire. Can I use my bonus action first, please? Of course you can. You can do any order you like. I would like to use healing word. Um, what is the word? For not the first time. And I say, Valerian, hear not the bell, for it summons thee to heaven or to hell. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, Shakespeare. I'm inspired. Uh, that is beautiful. <laughs> and um, I, uh, a creature of your choice, uh, regains hit points equal to 1d4 plus my spellcasting modifier. So my four is two, and my spellcasting modifier is that my charisma bonus? Yes, that's five. Uh, So that's three. So then that's a total of five. All right. You become conscious, Valerian, as your friends, through the power of amazing theatre, brings you back to life. Um, He is the support that makes the main character <laughs> continue onwards. Um, I then use... <laughs> Saves a dying act. <laughs> Not the... And remember uh, this. So many extra jokes. And, and the first I time I've so died on stage. <laughs> it's really wrong. <laughs> uh, you wake up on the floor conscious. Okay. Uh, you have five I points. then use my okay. main action and I'm going to use hold mm-hmm. person on the, the creature. Okay. Um... Tell me what I need to roll. I will, once I remember. <laughs> uh, the target must succeed on a wisdom, wisdom save. saving throw or be paralyzed for the duration. Well, I'm assuming V just rolled oh, something I'm like so 18. I'm so sorry. What? Uh, the creature is immune to paralyze. Well, that was a good use of a turn. <laughs> <laughs> You feel like it takes effect. The spell works because it failed. And then I oh. read it's immune. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking boss monsters. Alas, poor And that was the second spell <laughs> slot as well. Oh, oh boy. Oh. Uh, so that's your bonus and your action. Yeah. You have a move left, technically. Um, you're standing in the doorway. Do you want to no, move? I'm fine there, thanks. <laughs> Good idea. Uh, Francis. Uh, Francis, I want to say that when Francis saw the door burst open, the lightning, the shouting, the rain, and then uh, Valerian going down, can I say mm-hmm. I activated my holy weapon as I was running up the stairs the rest of the yeah, way? Yeah, 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 sure, yeah. Thank you. All right, it's an action to activate it. It's such a, like, I, I'm not going to do that if I... Yeah, yeah. Happy to have All right, that. so sure. as Francis start running up the um, stairs, he, like, pats himself on the chest where he has like one kind of distinct triangle which is the symbol of his god and then as he draws the great axe that's the symbol of his deity thank you Uh, as he draws his great axe it starts actually shining and shimmering a little bit in the light and my great axe now counts as a magic weapon cool alright I'm gonna run up there and I'm just gonna fucking beat the shit out of it (laughs) I approve alright 
So to hit it with my great axe. Might be a little bit more efficient than a bread knife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, right. I should get points for improvisation on that, though. I did approve of that. <laughs> does a 17 hit? Yes, it does. Sweet. All right. Uh, I'm, of course, going to smite this thing because I'm assuming it's evil as shit. Uh, you can assume what you want. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to smite. Uh, what okay. Smite does is that I get to add a... Is it 2d6? One second. It's a... Yeah, 2d8. All right. One second. I have to find the dices. 2d8 plus a d6 since it's un... No, no. It's another d8 if it's undead. Thank you very much. Right. You have 3d8 then. And a d12 because it's a great axe, motherfuckers. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, 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 V is not going to be happy about this. Uh, 1926. 26 damage. Yeah, one second. Yes, 26 damage. With a magical okay. weapon. Okay. Uh, as you smash into its, like, uh, kind of like rib cage area that you would assume with your great axe, um, how do you summon the power of Miracle to you? Well, How'd you smite this motherfucker? <laughs> well, I think uh, it's probably uh, some kind of a curse, most likely, because this thing is undead. It is uh, a creature that should not be alive anymore. So I'm assuming it's something like, back to the grave with you! And then uh, as the X hits, the kind of, like, where the X cuts into it, like, black soot just kind of spills out. Beautiful. Love it. Yep, you feel that divine touch of miracle as you, like, summon them to you. Um, all right. This thing looks pretty peaky. It looks unhappy. Um, you see, like, bits of its, like, kind of solidifying form beginning to, like, leak out and ooze across the floor in this thick black mass. Um, that makes it its go. Uh, it's going to turn around and wail on the thing that just cut it in half. Yeah. Saw this coming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, does a natural 20 hit you? The answer is yes, by the way. No, I'm As you take 13 damage, um, I also need you to make a dexterity saving throw. All right. As it hits you once with a slam attack on the top of your head. Uh, that's a 20... No, sorry, 18. Uh, then you succeed. Um, after it kind of smacks you on the top of the head, it lifts its arm again and just goes to slap you across the face. For a 18 versus Damn your armor it, class. that's exactly my AC. Like one above. <laughs> okay. And you take... Eight bludgeoning damage. Oh boy, that's not good. No, no, it is not. Uh, Francis looks real rough right now. It's like say, so does it. Um, That was its go. It can't do anything else. Um, You do notice that the celestial creature that is holding the man is continuing to pull him backwards. Um, You see the celestial creature like put its hand on the top of his head and you see some of this greyness begin to go, but you also see a lot of this glow from the creature begin to disappear. All right, it is now Valerian's go. You are on the ground. Uh, Um... 
I'm just trying to trying to piece piece together in my mind everything that's going on with the with the the thing in the dish, um, which is obviously some sort of youth, etc. Uh, I mean, I would love to be able to push that thing off the lighthouse. You can shove. It's a thing you can do. It is a strength You can push chest. it back five feet by like running into it. You've shoved your way onto the stage many times before. <laughs> <laughs> he shoved himself into many places he doesn't belong. <laughs> then yes, I'm going to shove it off the lighthouse. All right. In that case, I need a strength check, oh, please. Uh, so I want you to roll athletics. Well, I'm screwed then. I, I'm afraid I won't allow acrobatics to knock it off. It unfortunately is drunk. <laughs> I can't wheel over to it. <laughs> I got an 18 minus one. Oh, so 17. 17. Uh, it rolled a three minus two. <laughs> <laughs> so what does that mean? So that means that you basically stand up and basically rugby tackle it five <laughs> foot backwards um it's now basically it's back is up against the railings um as you've kind of just shoved into it um okay. it's in a very precarious position um dorian uh your body has gotten up from the ground and just shoved this thing as hard as he can against can, the railings can I of this well lightness <laughs> Yes, you can. I will allow you to basically you. rugby tackle into him and rock okay. <laughs> okay. So I see I see that it's not looking well. It's been against the, the thing, and I think what it really reads what it really needs right now is a blow to its confidence. So I'm going to use vicious mockery. <laughs> okay, okay. And yeah. I'm going how how do you how do you mock its confidence? I say you pathetic sprite. Um get off your ass and out this fight. Thank you. And um, you hear applause from like the deities, like the the god gallery. Oh, I'm going to um, <laughs> take a level and paladin after this, I think. Uh, <laughs> and it must now paladin make a wisdom saving throw or take one d4 psychic damage, and then have disadvantage on its next roll. Uh, would you like to run roll one d4 psychic damage, please? Yes, I would. You say it has disadvantage on what? Uh, by the way, I just rolled a four, so that's brilliant. And um, fantastic. It take or it takes one d4 psychic damage and have disadvantage on the next attack roll it will make. Okay, all right. The attack roll is the important. <laughs> you could have just tr- okay. Could have just pushed it over. <laughs> I but it might fall over from being insulted like an anime character, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> If you had killed it with vicious mockery, I would have done the whole like hand to the forehead and falling backwards. <laughs> it is my dream um, to kill But alas, you did not kill it with vicious with mockery. Vicious mockery. <laughs> How does it feel? Okay, Francis. Oh, oh. Uh, it feels uh, insulting. Good. I was going to use my bonus action to um, heal Francis as well. Oh, please. Okay. Yeah, you can absolutely. Thank do you that. very much. Uh, f- um, what is what is the word of healing? What? Yes, um, the word of healing. I'm out of rhymes. Um, oh, Francis, <laughs> you look appealing. So please have this spell of healing. <laughs> the healing word part of this is this. <laughs> just, <laughs> everything else is just flare. Um, <laughs> just drag right. It's 1d4 plus my modifier. 
So um, that is another <laughs> four. Ceiling. Do not roll anything. Um, That's so good. Seven. You've been healed by seven. Oh. I want to thank you for those rhymes that I've just thank busted. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I, uh, I appreciate it. I wish I could give you so many inspirations, but we're right at the end of the game. <laughs> <laughs> give them more. Thank you. I knew I missed my calling. <laughs> you did. This is it at least heart, hasn't been appalling. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> what a feeling when we're dancing okay. on the ceiling. Okay, Francis. <laughs> well, to attack him again seems very appealing. <laughs> uh, and mm-hmm. I hope it's a lot of damage I'll be dealing. <laughs> so... <laughs> You've uh, infected him with Bard. You, you realise this, right? <laughs> I, I'll take a level in Paladin. He'll take a level in Bard. This is perfect. Uh, I think uh, Francis sees the state of the creature. He sees how precarious it is. And he wants to try to, like, hit it again with his axe. And mm-hmm. try to... I'm just going to hit it again with a, a, a smite. I want okay. to. But in, in the direction of... Off the 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 of, the of cl- smashing uh, it smashing it back. Yes, yes. I, I want to sm- shove it. Do you want me to shove it? Do you think that would be more fun to pick it up and just chug it over the edge? Oh, pick it up, Francis! Smash! You've answered your own question, Ethan. <laughs> fine, fine, fine. Puny I think. God. Uh, I think Francis is gonna like. Oh, uh, Francis kind of like lifts his axe up. And like in a like a threatening manner, and as he's coming down with the axe, he just lets go of the axe and just goes in for like the kind of like full on body on top of the shoulder shove of over the thing. So it's like kind of a um, bait and switch. Okay, all right, all right. This nice distraction technique. I will therefore give it the disadvantage on the the nice. save. Um, so it's going to be strength versus strength. All right. I can hear Eye of the Tiger in my head right now. <laughs> That's only a 12, so uh, 14. It's only a 10, so it's an 8. Ha-ha! <laughs> As you full body smash into the top half of it and you just see it doing that comical arm waving thing as it leans over and then that last little like kick just like the whole thing just tumbles down and you hear this shrieking and crying um, yes. as it falls off the lighthouse. All right, you're out of initiative. Hold on. Ah... <sighs> Yeah. Um. Isn't there somebody being attacked by a celestial around here? No, it was helping. <laughs> As you turn and look back at the the kind of the the two in the dish, you can see that the glowing creature that you uh, first saw, Valerian, has basically completely disappeared, and oh. you see a middle-aged man that's just lying, barely breathing, but his eyes are open, looking upwards, just lying in the center of this dish. Right. Um, I've also only got five hit points. So if if anyone does have any healing going um, I around, I tell you what I, though, um, I I'm am going a to tiny bit. <laughs> I'm going to use yes another spell slot on, on the old man, and I'm going to say, um, "Oh dear, kind fellow, please feel better with this bellow." And I was going to say. Oh, I know that I'm so happy being on this side of the table when this stuff happens. <laughs> I love that. I'm so happy. Uh, that's a I know two. there's wind and and we're getting wetter, but I hope with this that you'll be feeling better. Yeah, that's oh. a two plus a three. Well, that's the outro cut that's right a there. Five <laughs> for the old man. Okay. 
because right. Valerian could have uh, helped him of... rather than making things change colors. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving Valerian four lay on hands, and I'm giving myself four lay on hands. Okay, and then I'm you out both of lay on four hit points. Right. Um, as you feel the cold touch of death, uh, sorry, the whole cold deity of death just like running their finger down your spine. Um, Staving of death, cool. just one extra second for you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, the the kind of middle aged man, as you uh, as you you know crack a rhyme at him, um, he sits up and he looks at the three of you and he says, "Thank you." I uh, do you do you have the scroll, we we have to light this before the, the thing comes back, the other things from the cliffs, and they stand up and they look kind of panically around. Um, we, we don't have the scroll, but um, we have... We have oil and rope that we can burn. And I have a disguise right. kit I could burn. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, I'm going to go down and I'm going to grab as much as I can and we're going to shove everything in this bowl. We're going to find something to light it with. Uh, I assume some of you are magic. Some of you must have fire, right? Uh, I've got a tinderbox like and some oil. Like a magical flame? <laughs> like a magical flame. <laughs> if only we had a paladin. I actually uh, only have fairy fire, so that doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, I'm going through my spells that I do not have any fire-spaced spells. Wow. Um, could I use yeah. a light cantrip on the dish just to at least have some sort of light there? <laughs> uh, he looks and he says, No, it needs to be a magical flame that goes into here. Otherwise, the things are going to come back and they're going to eat the celestial and all the ships will crash. Uh. There's got to be something down here and asking stuff. And like you see them like arms flailing as they like rush their way downstairs um the guy runs downstairs and he directs you to grab various things from whatever rooms again that big sturdy table he gets the big and mighty francis to sexually carry it up the <laughs> nice. stairs for them as they're grunting and groaning Oof. um anything that can be set on fire gets thrown into this and you see them on the second floor as they're going through this room filled with journals and various pieces of equipment you find them pull out a scroll like ah right right um you have magic and they thrust it into dorian's chest you can read that you can cast this come on quickly before the spirits can i come. have the uh, and as they're saying can I have that, the, the words please the magic words it's my true heart's desire to set this thing on fire it's my true heart's desire to set this thing a fire <laughs> Well, there we go. Uh, <laughs> as you begin to hear, as you begin to hear the spirits beginning to scream and yell from the cliff sides of Chatbok, as you see the sun beginning to rise over in the corner, you begin to ignite this huge pile of debris of whatever it is that you can throw in there, and you see it go up in flames. You see the the person, the middle-aged keeper whose name you have not asked reach into the box of coloured powders and throw one into the centre turning the whole thing briefly purple it's probably a couple of hours before you get rescued but the three of you are replaced by two more competent keepers (laughs) as this gentleman chooses to stay he does however mention as he's 
waiting for the boat as you can see the two burly women and the two women uh, sorry the two keepers that are coming to relieve the three of you he just looks at the three of you and says when you were taking stuff up to the firebolt you didn't happen to see a pouch of gold did you technically no Hey everyone, it's V here. I want to start off by saying a huge thank you to David and to Mark for playing this one shot with us. This was ridiculous and a lot of fun. Um, I haven't had this much fun DMing a one shot in a long time and these two nerds, they just, they make me so happy to be around. Um, so I just want to say a big thank you to them. I would highly recommend going listening to the podcast that they're both involved in called Shadows at the Door. It's fantastic storytelling. David and Mark work really hard on it. There are other some some other really good voice actors on there as well, and it's worth a listen. And their chats after they've told a scary story is just funny as fuck. Um, so please go listen to them, and thank you both so much for being a part of this episode. We also want to give a huge kind of prop shout out reminder. Hey. Um, so at the end of episode 150, we decided we were going to run a giveaway where we will give out essentially signed artwork done by Kessie Rolinicki, who's done a lot of art so far, um, of the mirror scenes. Um, everyone looking into the mirror saw something different and rad and amazing. And Kessie approached me with an idea that it wanted to do. And we were like, yes, please let us let us do this. So if you want a chance to win this artwork, um, poster artwork signed by all the cast. It's going to be starting in Germany, coming to Iceland, three different places in America, and then hopefully out to y'all. There are four different ways of entering. You can enter on Instagram with a photo of something you've done um, around TLD using hashtag TLD mirrors. You could enter on Facebook by finding the pinned tweet in our Lucky Die group page thing. I don't really know how Facebook works. And just comment with your favourite TLD episode. You can also join our Discord, which hopefully I will remember to tell Neil to add the link to so that you can post in our giveaway channel with a screenshot of your review. And you can also enter on Twitter by sharing your favourite TLD moment using hashtag TLD mirrors. Four different ways of entering, four different chances, and the deadline for that is the end of April. Um, we should hopefully be pulling it the next time we record after that and we'll announce the winners afterwards. So hopefully that's something y'all want. Um, please join in. It's great fun. The artwork is looking incredible um, and it's... Uh, I'm just so excited. I can't believe it. 150 episodes, to be honest. Um... Next week is either going to be an off week or perhaps Beyond the Eclipse episode four. Maybe, we're not really sure yet, um, but we shall see. But we should hopefully be bi-weekly for a little while on the main episodes while we kind of deal with life. Thanks, life. Life has been life has been fun, guys. Um, so, yeah, just thank you so much for listening. Please go check out Shadows at the Door and see you all later. Bye. You know, I don't know how familiar you are with Shadows at the Door, but the first half of every episode is a very scary, spooky, you know, atmospheric ghost story. Then it's just me and David making yep. knob jokes for about an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Well aware. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want that to be the trailer at the end. I don't know how familiar you are with Shadows at the Door. Just grab that little spiel and put yeah, it we there. Don't need, we don't need you to send us an ad. We'll just do that one cut. <laughs> Please don't. Okay. I think we, we need to reassess our market. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's, it is up for our wonderful DM. 
uh, whether that conversation stays in the game. <laughs> oh, no, this is up to our editor, and I'll tell him to keep everything. We'll just put this as a blooper at the end. Nice. Oh, um, wonderful. <laughs> hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.